Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. This is Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks, and let's rock. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. All right, everybody, it is time for Coco Talk, episode 119, the VCF West edition, live from sunny California. Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world, keeping the tiny flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8 bit world. All right, well, if you didn't know, if you hadn't heard, Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, and today we are rocking it live from VCF West in, is it Mountain View, California? Where's where's the uh, name of the town? Hey, it's Mikey, Mikey, he likes it. How are you, Mikey? Mike, good. My call sign today is shaky cam number one, so if you... Throw it over to Shaky Cam. That's me. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so we have our choice of Shaky right. Cams today. <laughs> and I see Rob Inman in the back. That's a great panoramic of the uh, of our of our Coco Consortium there at VCF West. I would have to say this is probably one of the largest Coco showings at any event outside of Coco Fest, right? And, and there's Mark D. Overholzer right. too. Right? I don't know where uh, Tim is. Yeah, I saw Tim Lindner earlier. All right, so, so anyway. yeah, thank you guys for putting this together. Before the show, Rob was showing us uh, all of what he's done for our table. Oh, I see Mikey now. I see Mikey. I see you there, Mikey. So, oh, uh, hi. hey, I see you. It's like there's way too many cameras here to keep. It's like, dude, I'm going cross-eyed. Um, all right, how about we? How about we quickly just uh, say hi to the panel? So we have Mark Bosley with us, our backup streamer and backup host of the show. Thanks for being here, Mark. Glad to be here. We have a stationary feed, a VCF West live feed. I think that one's just sitting there at the table giving us a great view of Mark Overholzer's bottom right now. Um, We also have from Arizona, a guy whose name sounds kind of French, Rondelvaux is in the house. Hello. Guy who collects things, Brian Weasler's with us. The guy who brought us the eight bit guy, no less. So, uh, you know, cool. 
Rondell Vaux, you got uh, some catching up to do on your uh, celebrity bookings now. Well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> see if you can get us the 16-bit guy and double down. All right, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, we got some guys Fletcher. waving to us there. Yeah, get, get Fletcher. We're waiting on Fletcher. All right, so an exclusive. Uh, we've got uh, a guy whose introduction is so long that we'll just keep it short. Uh, Jason, the Coco Man Reichert is with us here today. Hello, Jason. Hello, hello, and two shaky cams for the price of one today. That's right. How much would you pay? But wait, there's more. All right. Uh, we have a man whose name is so nice, we must say it thrice. It's Nick Marota, Nick Marota, Nick Marota. Hello. Good afternoon. Great to be here. It's great to have you. Shaky cam number one, that's Michael Furman there looking at an Apple product. We have our news correspondent from uh, O Canada. It is L. Curtis Boyle. Welcome, L. Hello, everyone, and uh, I guess welcome to VCF. Hopefully, the people that are in the area can actually get down there to see it. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Rob Inman's with us. Hey, Rob. Hey, everybody. Rob, I want to thank you and Mikey and Tim Lindner and uh, Mark Overholzer for doing the Coco Proud this weekend and really giving us a great showing. And, and I can't wait till you show off a lot of the stuff that you have done right now. Um, and yeah. We're we're excited. We actually have enough stuff where we could have easily filled out uh, three tables. Yeah. So you know that may, maybe that's next year. Okay. But thank you for Mikey for getting the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. Getting it, getting us all here. Now we have uh, the Thunder from Down Under, maker of cheap knockoff semi graphics games. It's none other than Nick Morantes. Good eye, Nick. Good eye, everyone. Right. Ready for another show? Oh, yes. And if there's any indication of what the show is going to be like today, it would be Richard Lorbieski's, Richard Lorbieski's profile picture here. The Dumpster Fire. Hello, Richard. Welcome to the program. Hello. Yeah, never disappoint. Another day, another dumpster fire. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, we have a guy who optimizes code and makes heads explode. It's James Diffendaffer. Hello, everyone. You see what I did there? I did a little rhyme there, James. So um, you're like Nipsey Russell. I am. I am. At, yes. at no additional charge. At no additional charge. Oh, and wow. the poet laureate of Coco Talk. Yes, and today I am your I am your guest host today. I'm 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 filling in for uh, Mark Bosley and Steve Bjork and. Uh, and and L. Curtis Boyle, the regular hosts of the show. Uh, I'm guest hosting this week. I am Stevie Stroh. Welcome to another episode of Coco Talk. Um, we are going to start off with a very important announcement from uh, Mr. Richard Lorbieski of Boyson Technology, maker of many fine products for the color computers 1, 2, and 3, which, by the way, are all on display prominently at VCF West on our table. But, Richard, is there anything you would like to share with the uh, public at large? Oh, okay. Anyway, well, thank you for letting me do this, uh, take care of this uh, in advance or be one of the first to talk. Um, uh, I've been going through uh, a lot of uh, things, and one of them is our house renovation, and it's been going on and off for a few years, but i um, been trying to get things done here, and I've been trying to rearrange the house, furniture, and everything else, and it's becoming a... a a dumpster fire, if you might say, but, uh, I've, I've decided to make things better, I guess, to, to, so I don't disappoint a lot of people. Cause I, I've been really dropping the ball on, on getting product out and, and answering emails and stuff. But 
I'm going to be on hiatus until September 1st. Um, I'm not leaving the cocoa community or anything like that. It's just that I need to get, uh, I need to really concentrate on getting, uh, things in shape over at our house and in our garage, especially the garage area. It's just right now it's a, it's a disaster and I can't really be a hundred percent until I get all this straightened out. And I'd rather get, you know, a month lead time. It might be a little bit sooner, but I just want to go ahead and just do it for the month since it's. It is the summer. It's a little slow right now, but uh, I just I just need to do it. Okay. So when you say on hiatus, meaning you will not be uh, producing any more products or performing any more repairs, things like that. So no parts and services and labors for the next 30 well, days. Well, I, I'll do it on an emergency basis. But as far as uh, my eBay store and all that, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to go ahead and put that in hiatus, you know, in vacation mode. And same thing with my Shopify, uh, the, the regular main uh, website. Uh, I'll probably do that later on today. But I just I just need time to, to get things organized and concentrate on that. Uh, I'm also working on uh, expanding, actually. I've have plans to build a uh, workshop in our backyard. It's going to be a 12 by 24 area. And I'm going to be breaking ground on that in October, hopefully. So very cool. Uh, yeah. It's just that now the things that I have committed to, I'm going to go ahead and do all those. It's just that I just can't do any new, you know, orders and new repairs. Uh, Cause I, I have some people that have been patiently waiting for stuff, uh, get repaired and I and I have it there and I just haven't had the, the the room really to to get it really fixed and tested out properly so I really I need to to, to concentrate on that and again concentrate on the stuff in the house family first what, man what yeah. shall we do then who shall we see uh, like have... I said I'll do things on an emergency basis if it's like a real absolute emergency but I really need to get prepared for VCF Midwest uh, I was supposed to send out product, a lot of other stuff uh, for ECF West, and I wasn't able to do it. And so uh, it just kind of really bummed me out that I couldn't do that for them. Um, I also have in the works, I had a working prototype of a real-time clock that I was uh, hoping to demonstrate. I actually have one that actually works. Ah. Hey, Richard, what did you just do there two seconds ago? Then? Because your volume went down and it went back up again. I noticed when I was listening to the audio replay that was happening with you a lot. Are you turning your head on a boom mic or something like that? Or uh, It might be my headset. Uh, it's it's one of those microphones that you can adjust like like I'm doing like right now. Okay. I, and, it... yeah, I noticed when I was listening to the replay of last week's show, there were times where you faded out and then times where you came back in really loud. And right there just two seconds ago, you went from low to high. So I wasn't sure what what that was but um well richard listen uh you know you got to take care of your homestead and you got to keep the wife happy right happy wife happy life and you're like you said you're not leaving the community and you're going to be available so uh i certainly appreciate all the services you've provided this community and i'm sure a lot of us here in the panel and the community do as well so uh thanks for letting us know and um you know, we'll, uh, so the, the shop will be back open September 1st, right? So that gives us time uh, the, to save honor, our monies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honored before. And I really appreciate everybody's, you know, uh, understanding and support. And, you know, throughout the, the three, almost three years since I've been around and uh, or at least active in the cocoa community, it's, it's been, um, I, I never thought that I, this 
would would take off like it has. Um, it's been you know it's been a year since I released the uh, Boomerang Two Meg, and I've sold over two hundred units, which is really way beyond I thought I would ever sell. I thought I'd sell like a hundred of them, but two hundred of them and still going strong. You know, it's it's really phenomenal. Yeah, and I think you deserve a yeah. summer vacation. You've you've been in the community for three years, and you've never really taken a full blown summer vacation. So, <laughs> well, I've been taking cruises, but you know, it's just, and I'm going to be going on a cruise in October. But I, I really need to get more prepared, and I just I'm running out of room, and I, I just really need the time to to get that all straightened out. I mean, our our house is a construction zone, literally. I mean, we have stuff strewn out everywhere. Uh, our, our master bedroom is kind of empty because I've been trying to renovate it and we're sleeping in a small bedroom and well, the wife is just getting kind of cranky that, you know, she's like, when are you going to work on that? Well, I got to work on orders or I got to do this. And so, yeah. So do you do repair work during your cruises? <laughs> you bring a bunch of cocoa stuff with you to work yeah, on you know you know I, I almost did and i i think uh you know it would probably throw be thrown overboard if if that happened <laughs> <laughs> i got this great idea for the boomerang three honey let me just jot this down real quick hold on yeah <laughs> sorry honey, that boomerang didn't come back <laughs> yeah. and then nick morota gets his cocoa three upgrade back and he's going why is all this kelp in here <laughs> <laughs> Smells like it smells a little fishy here. So what are we doing? Yeah, here? and, and yeah. there's a little bit of sand in here too. <laughs> Your wife but won't be participating. That's in the, but I'm, um, I'm really excited about doing the you know the the backyard extension because that that it'll, it'll probably I'll probably have it finished by maybe hopefully again this is just yeah scheduled by hey, April. Hey Stevie, can I uh, can I jump in for one second and yes, we'll go, go back to Richard? Yes, I got please. Tony Capolini. Hey Tony Capolini, uh, how you okay, doing? Hold- Hold on, and then and then we will go back. Thanks, Richard. Um, Tony Capellini, right here. Hey guys, how you doing, doing, Tony? I'm doing good. These guys are doing great. This is a killer demo. Let me ask you something, Tony. Is this the biggest cocoa uh, setup you've seen at a uh, at a non cocoa fest? Yes, I haven't done any cocoa fest since the uh, original one. Yeah. But um, no, he's got he's got an AirPod. Yeah, but this is a, a very good display here. A lot of uh, new hardware, a lot of games. Uh, very interesting. Cool. Hey, we hey we appreciate you too, Tony. And I love seeing those pictures you brought back from the Color Computer Club with Steve Bjork on the uh, on the Desert Rider and everything. That was awesome, man. I I still have uh, the negatives to go through. A big pile of them, about eight hundred. So I may dig up some more. Wow, that'd be cool. That's awesome. Talk about well, a fun. I'll let you guys go back to Coco Talk. All right, man. Very cool. That was live from VCF West. That was Tony Capolini. How you doing? Uh, in the live chat, we have Pro- Professor Filippo says, Hello from Brazil. Nice content. I'm glad to follow this show. We have some significant Coco community here in Brazil. Yes, we are. We are aware of that. Thanks for being here, Professor. And hello to everybody in Brazil, especially all the ladies and thongs. Uh, love you. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> that's all I can think of when I think of Brazil. I just think of like the carnival and all the women with their big hats and their hardly, hardly any clothes on. That's, that's what comes to mind when I think of Brazil. And that's not a bad thing. Um, thanks for saying hats. <laughs> Didn't take very long for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, and Paul Fiscarelli's out there saying, yo. All right. So how you doing there, Paulie? Um, oh, very cool. All right. So we are back with Richard Lorbieski. We're talking about him going on cruises and getting sick and not making it to Coco Fest. Uh, what else were we talking about? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did have a question no, for no bitterness there. <laughs> going off the rails? I mean, this is yeah. like in record time here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Richard, I had a question. Now, are we going to get like any live exclusive coverage of the groundbreaking of uh, Boys in Tech HQ2? Oh, yes, yes. Actually, I'm going to be documenting it. And uh, like I said, I got the, I got the tentative plans. I, I, I have to revise them. Actually, I'm going to be doing this myself, so. Um, and even the cement pour, so it's it's going to be an interesting. Oh wow! Project. Yeah. So we're going to be able to get you out in the backyard with a shovel, and you throw the throw the first scoop of oh, dirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the big scissors where you cut the ribbon. Well, 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 right now, if I break this, if I break ground break it right now, there's like pallet boards everywhere, and there's a couple of big mounds of dirt. And what was the name of the big warehouse that uh, Dave Mary's talking about? Was that the computer refresh or whatever it's called? Computer reset. Reset, yeah. So this would be like computer re- reset junior, right? A small storage area of retro yeah, technology. Oh <laughs> I was just going to ask if it's supposed to be like a competitor to Ron's garage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> garage segment will start. Yeah, but it's it's going to be like a barn style. It's going to have a Gambriel uh, roof on it, and uh, you know, I checked with the city. Actually, I don't have to do any permits uh, because it's under three hundred square feet. Oh wow. and it's a it's under 35 feet, so I, I don't have to worry about the permits. And as far as hooking electrical, uh, what I plan to do eventually is put solar power in it instead <laughs> of hook, hooking directly into the grid because I, I got some um, bids. Uh, unfortunately, our house is 125-amp service, and if, I have, if we add anything, we'd have to upgrade our, our amperage, our, our meters and stuff like that, and our and the bids we got back were like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Wow. Like too much. Just yeah. run an extension cord out there; you'll be that's fine. It. That's it. Actually, that's actually what I'm going to initially. I'm going to do that, but I was going to I was going to put in solar power and run forty eight volts uh, through everything and and just put inverters everywhere. And in doing it that way, I don't need permits. If you if you run electricity under fifty volts, it does not require a permit. Hmm. That's not here in my in my neighborhood. You need a permit for everything in my town. So right, you need a permit for a permit. I that's believe that. That's right. There's, there's yep. a, yes. Uh, excellent. Oh, how, so, how so many, Richard, how many there, megahertz does a uh, cocoa run at <laughs> half the voltage? <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, Richard, is there anything that? we can do or as a community can do to help you out with any of this oh no no every um i i appreciate the the uh offer but i'm 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 pretty good right now uh again i'm just uh, if anybody i guess the only thing is somebody like hey i where's voice and tech and what's going on you know if you if you want to well, you know, go ahead and jump in and say, yeah, he's just on the hiatus. I mean, okay. He's just on vacation. Yeah, yeah vacation. And, but I do have existing orders. I got like 15 orders I got to still fill, and those uh, will go out uh, Monday. Excellent. And so, Excellent. So, and, and then I still got a couple of repairs that have been kind of in the backlog. A couple of them, I'm going to be taking those to VCF Midwest. I'm going to have them fixed and then um, – take them up there and exchange them. But, um, and then I have a couple that are still 
in transit and those I'm going to obviously I'm going to be working on those because I agreed to do that. It's just again, I just can't take on brand new work right now. Well, let's hope they don't look like that Cocoa One. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, it wasn't a Cocoa One. It was it was a model a one. Model one. Yeah, model one. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. And the problem is, uh, the biggest mistake a lot of people will do is it's the it's those power supplies. They have those big transformers in there, and, and they ship them with that expansion interface. And so, and that and that uh, plastic is not really sturdy. After forty years, it gets dried out, and it's it's like that model uh, plastic. Uh, that you you remember when we bought mod- uh, those plastic models as a kid and put them together and stuff it's basically the same type of plastic and it's really brittle and so what happens if it gets bounced around it'll start it'll shatter just like what you saw those pictures so the transformer becomes a wrecking ball yeah absolutely and that's you know and and uh when when the eli when i told him i didn't need the monitor because i have a monitor and it just said if you want to send everything else, that's fine. But again, I didn't think of through and say the best thing to do is when you pack it, pack everything separately, or sometimes it's best to send them in separate boxes because if something gets damaged, it's only, you know, you only have one part of it being damaged. Very cool. Um, well, thanks for the update, Richard. And you know, I believe uh, I'll, you know you're doing the right thing. You you got number one. You got to take care of your your homestead and everything else. But also, communication is important. So it's one thing to be preoccupied with life, but it's another to leave people wondering where you are or where, you know what right. happened. So the communication is key with everything. Right. So thanks for letting us all know, and we'll be here for you. I I volunteer uh, free of charge, one thought and one prayer for you. Um, so. Not not multiple, just one thought and one prayer. But th- those are on the house. Um, uh, I would I would. Can I turn it down? <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray for you. Bless your heart. Uh, so. <laughs> all right. Well, we all right, got all kidding aside. I really appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for you do, Richard. For your well, we got we have a lot to go over with the VCF West. So, but let's let's go around the room and see who else has anything else they want to update us with this week, and then we'll get into the main thrust of this show. Uh, Mark Bosley, any updates? No, no updates for me. Well, I want to say thank you for streaming the show for us last week. And for Steve Bjork and, and Curtis for doing the heavy lifting on the hosting and everybody else for keeping the panel and the flame alive. Thanks, guys. Another great show last week. It was nice to be kind of part of it. Uh, I really liked that topic, uh, Coco Memories. I thought that was a great topic. I think we could probably pull some more meat off those bo- bones, you know, in the future, too. That was a really good topic. Um, Maybe next one will be Coco Nightmares. Yeah, right. So, um, Ron Delvo, we haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. How are things in your world? Well, pretty good. Um, if you get a chance, go to uh, show us show um, show us your color computer because uh, some people have uh, put pictures of the units, you know, their machines up on there, and it's pretty neat to go through and look at everybody's uh, setup. Yeah, and that's on that's a Facebook group, right? Yes. Okay. Check that out. That's pretty cool. Yeah, all right. I'm going to for just a second here. I'm going to mute Rob Inman because it's coming through a little bit loud. We'll get. Well, I'll unmute you in just a second. So yeah, check that out on Facebook. If we have time later in the show today, we'll pull it up in the news segment or something too. But show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, show yeah. us your Tandy Color Computer. It's a very cool group on Facebook where people are sharing pictures. Um, 
Cool stuff. Brian Weasler, any new books or magazines or other interesting things well, in your collection? I did get a couple things here. Uh, a game that I've been wanting to get for a little while, an ever-popular Dino Wars. Dino War. Wars. That's a good package there, too. Nice and shiny. Yeah, so that was kind of a kind of a fun one. I've been wanting to get that one there. And then I did get a couple books um, that I've been started thumbing through a little bit. Uh, programming the 6809. Ooh. So it's kind of kind of a rather thick book. Yes, I don't know it is. Yeah, more than I can probably cross it. Is it? Yeah. And then, of course, it's companion to it. Well, maybe not companion, jokingly. It's a little book here. It's The 6809 Companion. Yeah, and actually, uh, out on Facebook, I uh, about 15 minutes before the show started, I shared a picture of the pre- uh, preface of the of the book, and people can go out there and look at the, the, the Facebook page and read it. I just thought it was kind of an interesting little thing that kind of talked about the 6809 and Tandy and its choice for using the, the 6809 processor and that was kind of cool. The second paragraph, people go out there and look at that one. Yeah. So, and uh, this one here just kind of talks about just poor assembly language and stuff. So that was kind of a fun little book to find. And then another acquisition there. Um, I recently purchased a little-known product called the uh, the boomerang. Oh wow! So, yeah. So I'm gonna never heard, heard of it. One of those. Never heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna it a, I'm gonna give it a test run. I've heard rumors about it, so okay. um, I'm gonna give it a go there and uh, get that installed into my. Uh, Coco 3 that's over my shoulder here. Is so. your CPU already socketed? Uh, no, it is not, but uh, I'll be taking care of that. So You're going to do that yourself? I, yep. Yep. No problem there. So, okay. so you're doing the 6309 upgrade at the same time as the memory, I presume? What's that? You're doing the 6309 upgrade at the same time as you're doing the memory upgrade? Yep. Yep. I bought the whole package there. So it has the processor and, and uh, the uh, the memory upgrade and everything as a whole unit. So yeah, I yep. think that's a standard feature now, right? Yeah, it's a standard. The, the Hitachi processor is included with the uh, Boomerang. Yep. And then I also, uh, I guess if you want to say in addition to that, I also did pick up a couple extra sockets and processors along with that. So Okay. But, uh, just uh, for some other machines that I that I have. So, yeah, I'll be desoldering and all that myself. So no problems. So, And then uh, one other thing I just wanted to mention, um, over my uh, right shoulder here, I built uh, I built some bookshelves. Oh wow! Look at and, that. Uh, so I got all those magazines that I shared with everybody. Yes, um, yes. There was that gentleman uh, Mark um, yeah. who who uh, I've been getting the stuff from, and uh, uh, it goes uh, you can't quite see it all there. It goes all the way to the ceiling. Wow! So all the magazines are in there, and then in the front of the magazines are all my uh, my, my game ROM collection there. So. You can see all that, but I something I just wanted to, I guess, kind of share maybe on a, on a sadder note. Um, uh, the gentleman uh, Mark that was uh, uh, looking for a home for that stuff, and I reached out to him, and uh, he's been very, uh, very, very generous with wanting the, the the magazines and everything, and some of the books, because uh, he just wanted to find a home for it. He really wasn't using the stuff anymore. Um, he was having some changes in his life with uh, moving to a smaller house. He's retired. Um, and so he wanted to find a home for the stuff. And so him and I have been talking and that's the, the items that he's, uh, shared with me and I wanted to have them, you know, displayed nicely. I've enjoyed using them and, and looking through them kind of flashback though. But, um, unfortunately I got a call the other day, uh, that, uh, his wife had called me, he had recently passed away. Uh. So, so it was kind of a little sad, sad call to, to receive though. But she, uh, um, she just, her and I talked for a few minutes and, uh, I told her that I really appreciated, uh, his generosity and, uh, she said, yeah, he, he talked about it. That he was very happy that the stuff was going somewhere where someone could use it and, and uh, you know, uh, keep it going with it. Because he, he would have hated to 
just get rid of that stuff. Yeah. So, so anyway, I just wanted to That's bittersweet. Yep. Um, I think uh, I, I, this has probably been a host discussion topic possibly in the past on the Coco Crew or something, but just looking at your setup there with the shelves, you've got things arranged pretty nicely. I think maybe for a future topic we we should talk about how do we manage our crap <laughs> you know how do we deal with all of this stuff these piles of what, what is this managing thing of which? <laughs> I have no idea. i'm not uh, familiar with that term either yeah but i was and when richard was saying look i got things i got to take care of i understand that i've got so many projects like right now my room has just got piles of things here of like, i gotta deal with this and i don't know where to put that and what am i going to do with this you know and so uh, yeah. Organized I, chaos. Organized. Well, oh, I have unorganized chaos at the moment. So. <laughs> well, that's what I've been trying to do is to, you know, I mean, some of the stuff I still have in boxes, but I've tried to get like a setup, you know, and like you said, we can do it as a show topic sometime. But, yeah. You know, I got a, I got a, uh, well, let's see here. It's hard to do this reverse. It's I got a one. pad Yeah. And all kinds of stuff. And, yep. and so, yeah, this is a whole three area. This is Coco two. And then the. And these the, would be great the, pictures to put on Ron's Facebook group. Show us your tandies. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh yeah. And I guess along that line, um, here I do have my CM8 mm-hmm. up on top, the, the top shelf there. Yeah. And, of course, as we know, the cable's not long enough to reach all the way down there. And I would mentioned this on the Facebook. I reached out to uh, to Jason, and he made me a three-foot extension cable wow. that I was able to use. So I, I used his uh, his Y cable. I split that off to the, uh, uh, to the SCART, and then the other end goes directly up to my uh, – uh, my cm8 and that's working out really well so i can have both of them yeah that's going cool time so so yeah so you've got a wallaby a switcheroo mm-hmm. and an yep. extension cord what are we going to call the extension on there you got a name for that uh not yet uh, so far that's just a custom thing but it, it may become a here, product here's a, here, have to come up with an australian sounding name here's a suggestion <laughs> how about the longaroo <laughs> yeah, it's been that's done. how you speak Australian. Just add a root to everything. Yeah, we got it. We have an Australian the dit- on the panel. Do. We, we, we I, need I, a Australian snake. Dong- Get a snake name. Snakearoo. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Australian snake. snake. That was what I was thinking. Something in that yeah. realm. And as I'm far really as like cool. something, I, I thought the, the a sound chip would have to be called like a didgeridoo or something. Mm. <laughs> The crikey, tail. I can't believe this is a cable. <laughs> crikey. Yeah, it's called the Look crikey. Look at the size of that cable. Crikey. <laughs> this is a cable. <laughs> yeah. The crikey cable. That's uh, all so. right. I, 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 do have, I do have a, uh, a, uh, you know, a two-meter or six-foot extension that I can't seem to hold on camera. But there we go that I, that I just did at one, one point just kind of a test thing and it's been sitting here, so I'm like, yeah, three foot, that's no problem. Uh, yeah. should okay. is, is there any noticeable signal loss as far as the picture getting a little bit faded out or anything like that? Any degradation, attenuation, anything like that? I haven't noticed anything, no. It's been a nice, clean picture and displays the colors proper. So. Yeah, because this is all passive, right? It's just, uh, it's just tapping into wires mm-hmm. and wires tapping into yep. more taps. Yep. Okay. Yep. I didn't pain. notice anything here. I didn't really... Uh, as much as I've messed around with the six footer, I didn't really notice anything. But it's been a while since I've tested that. It's been just kind of on the uh, on the side here. But uh... okay, okay, uh, seems good. I'm I'm happy. You're happy with it. That's great. That's yep. good. How, how's the name Taipan? That's a snake in Australia. Taipan, huh? Taipan and the Or the, we also do have a a death adder. 
That doesn't seem like a good yeah, that, marketable name. That's not a good marketable name. Uh, death uh, Adder. Death by cable. Plug this <laughs> Death Adder into your CMA. For a crikey good picture. <laughs> uh, we'll have to work on that. We'll take that topic yeah, we'll offline. To. Let's take yeah. that offline. All right. Uh, Nick Marota, anything new and exciting with you this week? Yeah, I have. A, I have. A, I got a few small acquisitions this week. Well, one of them was kind of big. I got another Coco Three, which I haven't really looked at yet. But I'm, my plan is to uh, eventually get that one uh, upgraded to sixty three oh nine two meg, all the, all that stuff. Um, but uh, with the with the Coco Three, I also got uh, Orchestra ninety. Nice. Uh, yeah. I think I can try and use that. And something that I definitely cannot use, but it's still kind of cool to have, a direct connect modem pack. Oh, nice. So, Or unless during a zombie apocalypse, I can dial up somewhere for yes, assistance. Yes. Um, you can actually modify also, that to become I, a regular RS-2 pack too, just so you know. Oh, well, maybe I'll look into that. Have you got a uh, I also, guy? No, that's going to be another purchase when, uh, right. when Edge got them back in stock. They're currently out of stock. Um, I also picked up, somebody posted on, uh, on the board, they were looking to get rid of, uh, a cocoa, but they also had deluxe joysticks. Ooh, so I, I saw that. A couple of deluxe joysticks from him. Uh, very nice guy. Uh, and that was, uh, he was just from Quebec. A lot of, a lot of stuff coming from Quebec, a lot of cocoa stuff for selling Quebec for some reason. And I picked up a couple of inexpensive, somewhat related to cocoa, a couple of inexpensive, uh, Sega knockoff controllers okay. they're like two for 16 dollars okay uh and they work great with uh richard's uh paragon adapter so uh very cool i only had one i only had one controller before so i i found uh i'm one of the second and i found these so they were great. nice hey and john lowry john lowry just said hello he's watching us on twitch right now hey john a quick comment on uh, quebec having a lot of cocoa people i mean that's where disto was based was in quebec so tony and his brother ran disto and crc and they did software and hardware well actually most of the hardware for the cocoa one and two and three back in the day oh like the one meg upgrades five twelve k upgrades super controllers so i think there was a pretty decent cocoa following in quebec yeah wasn't that where the cocoa do commercial came from too we we if you look on the if you look on the used sites a lot of this stuff there's a lot of stuff all right, cool stuff. Sounds like, Nick, sounds like Nicholas has the uh, as the uh, cocoa purchasing bug. <laughs> uh-huh. it's, it's your guys' fault. I blame you, your neighbors. Uh, yeah, that's so, my story. I'm sticking. Yeah, we're to definitely it. not a support group. We're a bunch of enablers when it comes to pur- purchasing yeah. cocos. Um, we're, we're part. We're almost like alcoholics. All right, that's- <laughs> <laughs> drink yeah. up, bring yeah. the keg. That's right. Uh, yes. Uh, L Curtis Boyle, anything new and exciting in your world this week? Just busy with work, which is good. It, uh, wasn't this way in the spring for sure. So it's, uh, it's back to normal. It seems like, so I haven't seen most of the checks yet, but, uh, I'm hopefully going to start digging myself out of the loans I had to take and saving up for the Cocoa Fest 40th anniversary. Very cool. Very cool. And what about Nick Marenti's? Uh, all I've got to announce is that I've got the next uh, Gunstar blog update uh, okay. up for people to read. Yeah, so and we, I saw the video with, with your with your friend. And yes. What, so yeah, maybe we can show that. Is that going to be? Are we going to show that in the news segment, Curtis, or do you think we do a uh, game on and talk I'll, about I'll tease it? it in the news. We'll show it on the game on. I think. Okay, we'll show the video and game on. Okay. Uh, we don't need to show it just to let people know, and they can go see yeah, it. It's content. 
All right. So how about this? We are going to jump into the main thrust. But uh, before we do, how about we run a quick commercial? And since we were just talking yes. about Quebec and the Coco Dieu, uh, I got to find my... Okay, so we're going to run a, uh, a commercial that features the Coco Dieu from Quebec. And then we'll be back and we're going to jump in and we're going to start listening and hearing and seeing and smelling all the sights and sounds and smells from VCF West right after these words featuring... Uh, we're going to see Ease of Use, Coco Do, a Wallaby, and a Fletcher commercial. Wow. So we'll be back here in just a moment, folks. Hi, it's Curtis Boyle, part of the uh, Coco Jack crew of people. Hey, everybody. This is Bill Noble, co author of Nitrous Nine. You are listening to Coco Talk Live, the leading live Coco Talk show. Good day, mates. This is Nick Marionettes author of such color computer titles as Donut Disaster, Rupert Rhymes, and Rockstar Pilot. And I am here today to tell you about the world's most fabulous operating system, OS9. OS9 and its current incarnation, Nitrous 9, is the most advanced operating system ever created. And what makes it so good? Ease of use. I find OS 9 so incredibly intuitive that I haven't once cracked open the user manual, and yet I've been able to create such incredible games faster than the time it takes to sing Walsing Matilda. Using OS 9, I expect my next game, Funstar, will be done this weekend and distributed exclusively on ROM cartridge. OS 9 forever. Any resemblance to actual events, to persons living or dead, is purely coincidental. Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games, and they're on sale. Get this six-game model for $29.95, or the four-game model for $21.95. With rising entertainment costs, that's a real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash, and more. Easy to hook up, and great family fun that lasts all year long. The sale price, TV games. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company. Hi there, this is Mark Overholzer, and you're watching Coco Talk, the world's leading weekly talk show where you can join in. Hey, come watch us and see what's happening in the world of Coco. Coco Talk is brought to you in part by Placeblex Dietary Supplement. Placeblex, we think it works, so will you. Un ordinateur couleur qui a de la personnalité, le Coco 2 de Radio Sac. On solde pour Noël à partir de 149,95. Hello, this is Grant Leedy with Coco Talk. Got your Coco 3 yet? From the makers of the Switcheroo. Wallaby Cable, Color Computer 3 Dual RGB Cable. Get yours today at cocoman.biz. 
Fletcher, I don't need that report tomorrow. Great, JT. I need it tonight. But, JT... Fletcher saved $300 on her office away from the office. Radio Shack's revolutionary Model 100 computer. It's a word processor, phone directory, and dialer. It even communicates with the office computer. Fletcher, how's that report? Fletcher. Radio Shack's Model 100. Save $300 and put it to work. You'll go far, Fletcher. <laughs> You'll go far. We now return you to Cocoa Talk. All right, we're back. I should also mention that we got a comment from Facebook from Evan Koblenz. He says, hello, Evan here from Vintage Computer Federation. Keep up the good work. So Evan became aware of the fact that we're going to be doing streaming from the event. And speaking of streaming from the event, uh, Rob or Mikey, uh, who should we go to and where do we begin? I see some people staring at us right now. Uh, uh, well, uh, Rob, Rob is uh, currently uh, uh, giving a demo right now. Excellent. Uh, I just fixed. Uh, I just fixed the re, uh, fixed the main uh, demo fail, which was uh, the Cocoa Pie three that uh, I had uh, had to fix it. Okay. So uh, the old one is there in the case, and this is the new one. And as you can see, it's running Math Tutor right now. Uh, we're having it's, a blast uh, with the new Math Tutor. Right. <laughs> but uh, but uh, shaky, shaky Cam number one is uh, active. Ah. I just finished fixing it. So there's Robbie uh, and Min. Do you uh, do you want me to just sort of walk around the room and uh, explain? What, what, yes, but explain what what's going on, or what would you like to do? Yes, but why don't we start by showing off the cocoa table that you guys, uh, cocoa tables, the uh, the cocoa arrangement you guys have put together for this event? Okay. Because this is probably so, the biggest uh, one I've seen. Rob is probably a little bit. Uh, a little bit better at uh, doing the actual demoing. Than hey, I can, am. can I, I can I ask you one favor, Mikey? Yeah. Okay. I noticed that. Well, besides seeing Rob's hind end, which is which is really nice to look at, but that computer screen right there that's showing the Zoom call. Can you switch that to show the the show so we can see all the people in the panel watching and uh, stuff? Sure. If I can figure out how to uh, do it, you got to just switch cameras. But that because I, I noticed a lot of people walking up to look, and they're like looking at themselves. I think so. It'd be <laughs> cool if they walked up to that little screen and saw that the show was going on live. You know, and then we can wait back to them. Yeah, or ask ask Rob <laughs> ask ask Rob to figure that out. But just I think it'd be cool if people walked up and they saw the actual okay. show, the the view of the show with the live chat and the panel and things like that. All right, um, so uh, I will. I will do my best to uh, explain uh, what we have going on here. Uh, let's just start over here. We have the uh, Cocoa Pie 3, as I just explained. Yes. And uh, it's uh, it's running in uh, a track mode right now, so it's basically just going through a bunch of uh, cartridges and uh, trying to run stuff, which some of them work. Oh, here's a favorite program. Color scripts it, too. Color scripts so it, too. So this is just running in track yes. mode. Color scripts uh, it too. Type so harder. Uh. <laughs> the, next, the next station that we have, uh, this one is a uh, Color Computer 3 with uh, the 2 meg uh, boomerang. And I and, think that's also got, uh, the, that got the Gimme X in it too, that one, or no? Uh, no, this one does not have the Gimme X. Ah. Uh, this one has the Mega, the Mega Mini ah, MPI, as you that. see here. Yes. Uh, and the other thing that we're demonstrating over here is we have uh, Mark, uh, and uh, David's um, yes, PS2. Uh, mouse adapter. PS2 mouse adapter. Mouse adapter. Yeah. Sorry, it's just in the pile on the back. It wasn't really 
it wasn't really working that well. Uh, so the next station that we have is uh, we have the Coco uh, the Coco Three SPGA with the uh, analog board. Okay. And uh, it is currently running Nitrous Nine. Um, uh, we can't I can't demonstrate physics on here at the moment. Uh, I love how next... I love how you have the little flyer with some information and a QR code. We saw before the show people were coming up and taking pictures of these QR codes. So people are yeah, that was this, this... was Rob's idea. Yeah, uh, you know, pretty much almost all the hardware that we're showing is uh, my my personal collection. Wow. Um, however, like all of the QR codes and the signs, uh, that's all Rob's wear. Is your last is your last name Del Vaux by any chance? No, mine uh, are not like uh, not like box, but uh, uh, you know my little ten foot room. I, I mean, this is even my entire collection, man. Wow. Okay, moving moving along. Uh, the next station is uh, we're running a Zork over here on uh, Coco VGA. Ah, nice and, with the sixty four uh, column well, mode. Yeah. Right. The other thing we have here is we have a uh, Firefall uh, Master Edition. So we also uh, have that. Uh, that was that was actually a nice one for. Uh, for sound, kids to play sound chip and stuff too yeah okay right uh the game games master cartridge mm -hmm. essentially there's tony and Cassellini. The, last the last station which we haven't it's currently running uh gate crasher but uh it actually has the uh gimme x inside of it so uh this this machine is over here it is connected to the um the monitors over vga there is nothing plugged into the uh, RGB port, the RGB port in, okay. on the bottom of the machine. So, uh, so that's sort of the uh, overview of uh, our station. And there's Mark D. Overholzer. Right. And what's the interest the, been uh, like? A lot of people coming up to the table looking at stuff. I uh, I, I stepped away for one hour already to fix the try to fix the uh, demo fail. Okay. But. Um, I mean, there's I mean, a, there's I think, a small, been, yeah, there's a small collection people of people there. By. Yeah, this is great. This is great to have people see the many flavors of cocoa there are. Um, yeah. And I noticed that Rob had flyers showing off all the new software too, like all the new games, like, uh, you know, Waterfall and the blog for Gunstar and the free games right, like got, Nightmare Highway. He's got that stuff. Yeah. Stuff over so here. lots of flyers with some information oh. and some QR codes. I have to. I have to show this. There's currently a, a special on uh, Nightmare Highway and Waterfall. Yeah. All free games, fifty percent off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So okay. let, let's see. Cost entertainment. That's the real value. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. So let's see some of the show floor now. Let's see what's. Let's see some non coco stuff here. Okay, so let's go in the uh, uh, counterclockwise direction. The uh, station immediately next to us is uh, basically uh, 6502 computers. So we have an Atari uh, 120XE, and okay. we have a uh, Apple II GS. Okay. And an Apple II, okay. and a, and a one, Commodore One Twenty Eight. Uh, a, I'm not sure exactly what this one is. Uh, AIM sixty five. So it's like a uh, Rockwell demo board that has a a, a sixty five O two. I apologize for my uh, 
camera work. I need to watch watch what I'm doing. Mm, that's fine. Uh, Challenger 1P, which was a very very early machine, OSI Challenger. I don't remember the uh, I don't remember the year on this one exactly, but it's a very pretty very very early uh, 6502 machine. Yeah, it was in the First 70s because Aardvark Software, that was one of the computers they supported besides the Coco when they're doing all their adventure games and stuff. Here's the inside of the AIM-65. Wow. Neat. We have yeah, a request. So, There's an MC-10 there. Uh, the last uh, machine in 6502 row is uh, BBC Micro. Nice. And here's uh, Kim-1 and the uh, SY uh, Sim-1. Development boards. The so I, I'm going to go in detail in the stations that are right around where we are because okay. we specifically asked we specifically asked to be close to other other home computers. Okay. And then uh, after that, I'll kind of walk around. Uh, maybe I'll go to the Apple One area, and then the rest of it, I'll just kind of walk around. How does that sound? That you? sounds fine. This okay. is cool stuff to see. Once we get to see the NASA one. That's one I want to see too. Uh, yes, uh, that's immediately immediately behind me. So uh, this. This exhibit here is, uh, wow, look at this banner. Look at that. Celebrating the 40th we kinda, anniversary of Atari Home Computers. We kind of failed on the, on the banners this year. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, uh, Kevin Savitz here with, ah, uh, with the you know, yeah. right, Antic podcast and, and all, all the entire stuff. I'm on a live uh, podcast. I'm just going to sort of breeze through. And if they, if they ask questions, I might ask you. So, they, they, they can't they can't really hear you very well. This is good. so have an Atari 800, Atari 400, have a whole stack of disk drives, Atari 810 disk drives. Here's the we are to bring up uh, our version of uh, of uh, Donkey Kong at some point. So that's the Atari uh, 800 yeah. one. It's clearly hey, superior. Do, do they have adapters? This, to, to run Radio Shack uh, joysticks? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's, such, that's, that's such a good one. I have, I have to ask, ask him. Kevin. Ask him. You know how the uh, Coco color computer joysticks, they're analog joysticks with potentiometers. So we have adapters that convert uh, Atari joysticks to the, the analog ones. Somebody on here actually asked whether you can do the, do the reverse. You actually yeah, hook up an Atari analog. to Coco adapter. That's a joke. Make Thomas a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, uh, I just, I just remembered they probably, he probably doesn't have any, but I, I, I guess they, I guess they have a paddle adapter. So maybe okay. he has one. He's probably as long as it can adapt the Black Beauty. That's the, that's yeah, the, the Black Beauty. You want a real joystick uh, on your Atari? I like my controllers this, mushy. Uh, here, here's the, here's there the paddle, go, paddle adapter. So you don't, don't even need a, we don't yeah. need no stinking adapters. That's it. Yeah, there, there's paddles. Okay. Okay. But, but that's oh, yeah. still got the like the DB9 or the yeah yeah yeah. yeah the, uh, I want I want to show this this device right paradigm? here. Uh, an Atari 815 disk drive. As A double I recall, decker. These are exceedingly rare, and not very much software works on them. So uh, I thought, thought I want to show that. And then before we come off of uh, Atari Row, uh, they have two Atari 1200s. Okay. And the last one runs at 1.79 megahertz and the right one runs at 14.32 megahertz holy crap so i don't know exactly what they did i have not had time to uh talk to uh kevin in any particular you know in a lot of detail but um 
Do okay. have to put a fan inside of it? <laughs> uh, so uh, this is part of the um, part of the Lunar Lander uh, demos. Um, this booth is uh, the, the guys on YouTube, uh, which is Mark and Carl and Mike. Uh, this is their uh, simulation station that somewhere over here, they have an FPGA board that uh, is simulating the, um, the Apollo uh, computer. lander. And uh, they, have, they have this model over here that has lights when the thrusters turn on. In fact, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's Mike uh, right here. I'm, they, can't, they can't hear you. I'm on a, li a live podcast. Just explain, I've watched your, all your videos, so I'm just explaining what you have here, that you have an FPGA somewhere here, and it's uh, running the running the disk key and the other stuff. So I'll come back later. <laughs> this is cool stuff, man. Okay. Can you do uh, me a favor? Can this... you shake the cam a little bit more? Because it's not quite living up to the shaky cam title. Okay, there you go. I'm, right. I'm not fully okay. nauseated yet. So <laughs> I'm included. <laughs> Just remind me, and I'll pay attention to my camera work a little these bit look, better. These, no, this, uh, is, this so, is great. PCs? So we have uh, IBM PC row. Uh, this is uh, almost, it's like diagonally across the way from the, from the Poco station. So Is that a rotary dial some, phone? Yeah, uh, they have uh, modems. And I think they probably have a uh, modem simulator. So we have an AT here. We have a PC. And then we have the... IBM Portable. And it looks like we're playing Oregon Trail on glorious CGA over here. Uh, PC Junior. And I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on at this station over here. Oh, AT, AT, uh, double decker. and FDT. Yeah, they're doing modem stuff over oh, here. That's I a think. double decker there. Look at that. Just when you thought you couldn't cram any more processing power into an XT, well, we're doubling down. Uh, <laughs> Those okay. are probably 640K, huh? Yeah, didn't they make like an expansion chassis for the XT that was in a whole other XT case, but had the whole second bus and everything else too, if you really needed to like expand the crap out of it? I don't yeah, remember. I remember that. Yeah. All right. So this, this table, somehow we have an Apple One and, a Loon, and uh, the uh, ATC at the same table. I'm not, or these are two separate tables. These I think. guys are wearing sports coats. I, I'm not are, sure. they, uh, are they attorneys? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I. It could be because an Apple sure. One is worth like a couple hundred grand these days. <laughs> well, the law you, firm of Dewey, Keenum, and Howe. What There's do you think a... about an Apollo guidance computer? I mean, that's what I have on camera right now. This wow. Is a, this is an actual actual Apollo guidance computer. Wow. Right. So they spent on the YouTube videos. They spent a lot of time working on on these erasable memory modules, and they. Somewhere they have uh, fixed memory modules, the the ropes. I don't know where those are, but they spend a lot of time working on these things. Wow! So, was that powered yeah. by a sixty-eight oh nine? Ha 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 ha! Sixty-eight oh nine made exclusively of NOR games. <laughs> Ten to fifteen years machine. early. Enigma machine here. Well, Enigma All machine. All right, and now. Uh, we're proceeding to. Hold on, last, hey, uh, hey, last... Mikey, we got to talk to this guy in the cowboy hat. Get up there, ask him what his name is. He's he's awesome. Look at this guy. <laughs> this is a guy I want to know. <laughs> okay, well, he's talk he's talking to uh, somebody about this about this uh, this right. Apple One. He's he, he's an exhibitor. 
Okay. Uh, He's got an incredible I'm, fashion taste. I'm on a, I'm on a uh, live, live podcast right now, and uh, they wanted to know your name. We can't hear him. Yeah. To give, give, him, give him the phone. However, you're okay. talking to the phone. Give him the phone. Okay. That way. Uh, uh, here, who am I talking to here? Hey, we're on the Coco Talk uh, live podcast right now. I saw your hat and your shirt. I thought this is a guy of great fashion sense. So I just wanted to get to know you, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I'm a, a local celebrity. Okay. I own, I own Buck's Restaurant in Woodside. Okay. And and uh, so we're where a lot of the internet was born. Uh, a lot of firms got their start there. And we collect a lot of Arcania. Uh, and the other day, somebody brought me this here. And as you can see, Wozniak signed it. Wow. And this, is, this is actually owned by Andy Rubin from Google. And he uh, just thought I should have it for display. And I said, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> is it a working one? Is it so, a working uh, one? I've got stuff like the first vacuum tube that launched the electronic age from wow. 1906 from Lee DeForest Lab in Palo Alto. And really hundreds of other items that are just sort of whimsical. But uh, getting the Apple One is the finest collectible imaginable in Silicon Valley. So I'm really privileged he'd bring it by. Absolutely. There's a great fair here. There's uh, over 10 here now. The world's highest density of geeks is here right now. Wow. Uh, I don't have a pocket protector, but they let me in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, I think you what, made up for it with a hat. What's the name of your restaurant again? Uh, it's called Bucks. Bucks of Woodside. Do you have a? Is there a website for that you want to plug? It's called buckswoodside.com. Excellent. And we're where we're where Tesla was founded. Uh, Netscape, Hotmail, PayPal. Are you uh, Buck? And I, I I'm Jameis, and um, Buck is our stuffed buffalo head over the bar. Oh. <laughs> so uh, yeah. How much did he cost? So, which the buffalo head? Yeah, that was yeah. It was just a joke because his name is Buck. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's um, very uh, funny. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> Oh, I see. Buck, dollars. Yes, yes. Well, the origin of the name is I wanted to call the restaurant, this is 28 years ago, Buffalo Dicks. My wife said, we're not doing that. She said, maybe if it was in Boulder, Colorado. I said, no, no, Buffalo Dicks. And I was just kind of needling her. So we shortened it. Okay. It's a box, but the long version is Buffalo Dicks. Well, what about famous cowboy? What, what about bison yeah. penises? Would that work or no? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we we are going to open a new restaurant. We'll consider that. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to turn you over back hey. to your, uh, your the Mater D here. Thanks. Thanks, thanks. for talking to All us. Right. You, I, I, you bet. I love your fashion sense. So oh, you should. <laughs> I really think we need to stop trying to name <laughs> stuff. <laughs> How cool is that? We just happened to stumble across the Apple One while we're at it, too. Hang on a second. Don't need it by Andy Rubin yet. Yeah. Does he know we have a Coco Four somewhere? So we're uh, in the Apple One. I'm, I'm thinking of opening up a restaurant in Australia called Crocodile Crotch. 
So uh, crocodile cranky, cranky, cranky crocodile. Oh, Steve, you really got to stop trying to name stuff. It's just not working out. So, uh, Which one of those motherboards you... gave blue smoke? <laughs> well, you guys were talking to what was his name, Seamus? Yeah. Uh, I was talking to the to the guy who is uh, the guy who owns this Apple One. Um, I didn't talk to him very much, just a little, just a little bit. Uh, he's based in Canada. Ah. This is a Canadian Apple One. Wow! Oh, it's even got the wood wood case. It looks like it needs some retro brighting. If it was a Canadian Apple One, wouldn't it have that little maple leaf on it, like <laughs> like a lot no, of the it has, other? It has it has an apple. I just know so, if you go to McDonald's in Canada, it has a little maple leaf in the in the in the uh, golden arches and whatnot. Hey, Mike DiLorenzo has joined us. Hello, Mike. Also, uh, Mikey, correct me if I'm wrong, but Andy Rubin, the guy that donated that Apple One that uh, Seamus was talking about, um, that's the guy that founded Android, isn't it? Uh, and Andy Rubin, Andy Rubin. Uh, sounds, uh, what, what company? Android. He's the one who he's created from, Android. He's from Google, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think, I think you're right now that, you, now that, now that it's starting to, starting to uh, click. That's, so, that's so, a pretty yeah. nice celebrity you got that Apple One from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they said they have ten Apple Ones here. Wow! Today. Yeah, I, I it's some functional. Is, I remember reading that on the site. That's amazing. I think this I have, is the only time this many Apple Ones have appeared anywhere. Maybe except uh, except a uh, you know a bin at Apple computers for uh, destruction. Right, right. Now, <laughs> what's what's the security like? Um, of this yeah, because Apple Ones are going like when they go on auctions and stuff. They're several hundred thousand dollars. I mean, hopefully they're a... locking this thing up. I mean, uh, it's just it's basically right in right yeah. in the middle of uh, of. I because you know, I, I can just I can, imagine and... like Tom Cruise coming down on a zip line from the ceiling, you know, trying to steal this stuff at night. You know, like the whole Mission Impossible thing going on here. Um, so yeah, that would be something you definitely want to protect. Is that a lady there? Sorry, what? <laughs> Ron, Ron spotted a, a female, a member of the female species. Yeah, so. Oh, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Are you in the right place, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> what? And uh, so our cocoa booth, if you look all the way in the corner, yeah. where the windows are, yep. that's where the cocoa booth and is there's, way there's, back there. And there's people still standing there. This is a huge right. event. This is physically large, and there's a lot of people. Uh, and there, a lot of history. There are a lot of people here. I, I do believe that VCF Midwest, the venue, is much, much, much bigger than this. This place is packed. Pretty much packed. This is amazing. So, uh, so from this... From this point, uh, I can sort of halfway turn it back over to you because I'm just going to walk by slowly, try to pay attention to my camera work, and if you have any questions, uh, you can just you know just stop me. Okay. Uh, no, cool stuff. So, what do you guys think about everything you just saw there? Is that amazing? This is quite the collection, right? I would love to be there. That's a show I would like to attend at some point, especially because it's in Silicon Valley. You could randomly meet some of the big wigs that just come by just to check things out. Yeah. Remember their own histories. Yeah. How's the Wi-Fi there? I mean, your stream seems pretty good. So you guys got good Wi-Fi in there? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, museum Wi-Fi. Yeah. It, it occasionally slows down and I, I, really I, I switch over to, to LTE. 
Uh, so Rob Inman, how's the uh, how's the turnout so, believe, at our believe booth? Believe it or not, believe it or oh, not, great. these things are um, computers. Hold on one I second. Took, I took you. Can you hear me? Yeah, hold on one second. Mikey's showing us something. What was this again, Mikey? These are computers. Wow. They're analog computers. Yeah, this looks like my early Radio Shack electronics kit. They look like <laughs> LED testers. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> computer. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, yeah, no, cut, cut, cut through to Mikey at any time. Uh, yeah, so the, what was your question? Oh, I was going to tell you, Steve, I took your idea, and uh, this guy who's standing here with the hat has, like, been here for, like, 15, 20 minutes. He's just, like, um, he has a cocoa at home, and uh, I gave him one of those pop star pilots. Okay. Uh, after, you know, I walked him through all the different games and the whole Nick Morante's collection and what pop star pilot is and the transcodes and the memory upgrade he's he's actually not going to be able to play it on his coco because he'll need a memory upgrade but he can he knows where to go for that and uh, he can play it on mame or a v or bcc or whatever okay so so i i found a good home for one of your pop star pilots okay oh uh, the other suggestion i was going to make is that little tablet you have on the table that's like our stationary camera instead of having that show yep. one of your one of the cameras can you have that show the the show so people can see that we're a live show right now and there's a panel and stuff oh um, the switch switch the the spotlight view to the coco talk person uh, on the tablet yeah, the is, one that says VCF West? yeah is that is that the one that's the that's on zoom right yeah. yeah, it's also on Zoom. Yeah, so, I don't know so, how to... so find the one that's called Coco Talk, which has got the you know, which has got the show in it, and see if right. you, and see if you can make that the spotlight. You might have to scroll scroll it. a page over. No, I, I that's what I had. That's what I had going. Oh, you had it on that because to me it looked well, like I just no, I just changed it now to the gallery view, but it was on... okay. It was on Coco yeah. Talk. Hey, yeah, there it was, we are. was on. I don't uh, hold on. I got it. Was. I don't know Somebody how to work it. Zoom either. Um, Trippy. Well, it was, it was working. All right. Well, so, I, but yeah, I, I will. I'll fix it. Okay. Um, okay. Eventually, Good just enough. keep tapping it. randomly. Well, the fact that they can see there's a lot of us in the panel now too might make it interesting. Because before it looked I like they were just seeing, they were kind of almost like they were looking in the mirror or something. Is what it looked yeah, like to me. Yeah, they're just the camera feed from yeah. the camera sitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I try. I don't know how to freeze it on that on that particular uh, image, but um, I if I had tap. to, I could just go over to YouTube. Yeah, or you can put it on a long press, and I think it'll just spotlight a video. I, I did it once on accident on my phone when I was trying to watch it last weekend. So, um, Anyways, no, the, the table looks amazing, what you did with all the flyers and the QR code, showing yeah. off all the various yeah. platforms. Um, I, I mean, I know it's, imp- it's, it's impressive to see 10 Apple Ones, don't get me wrong, but the fact we've got this much Cocoa stuff at an event like this, I think, is probably an eye-opener for a lot of people. I, I noticed that there's, there's a good buzz of people hanging out there, and there seems to be some uh, enthusiasm and some yeah. interest. I see Tim yeah, is back. No, I would say, yeah, except with Tim Lindner. We need more enthusiasm from Tim. But uh, <laughs> just, just a little Tim humor. Uh, ah. Yeah, but um, I found something yeah. interesting. Okay, hold on. We're gonna switch to Mikey. Okay, switch over. Somebody's heavy breathing. Heavy breathing alert. Um, okay, so uh, looks like this is a Timex uh, Sinclair station. So have a. This computer is near and dear to my heart. Even though the Coco was actually my the first computer I used, and we had in our home, 
my dad bought me a 10 Mixer 1000, and that was my computer. Which one do you think I used more? The Time Mixer Player 1000 or the Coco? What do you think? Uh, probably the Coco. I think I would agree with you. <laughs> but anyway, we have a bunch of uh, Spectrums. Uh, you know, the, orig- the original Spectrum. And then some of the later ones with uh, better, <laughs> better keyboards. Mm. Hey, so and... all, all those games that they uh, transcribed over to us, what, uh, which machines did they play on originally? Those that there? The Spectrum. The Spectrum. Yeah, not the, not the Sinclair, but the Spectrum. Yeah, this is a, a Timex Sinclair 2068, which is sort of like a Spectrum, but not really. And then, then it flips over to Amstrad, because uh, uh, after some point, the Amstrad Computer Corporation bought uh, the computers, uh, the Spectrum computer line from uh, Sinclair. So uh, CPC 464... CPC uh, MSED 128K 464. You probably heard of this one. This this is like a pretty common uh, gaming gaming machine. Now I think. notice CPC they've got 4- notice they've got green keys for their like tabs and oh, yeah. shift and stuff. So that might be an Ed Snyder suggestion. Hey, can we get some green keys on our keyboard? <laughs> Match the screen. Yeah. Do we want to copy theirs? No. Okay. Steve, do you want to have a long discussion about keyboard colors again? Yes, please. Uh, I need to have a hard time sleeping. So, uh. so <laughs> there's still there's still more to see. I will go a little bit faster. There's and a then, lot uh, to see here. This, up. this is amazing. Thanks for showing it off. What is this? An oscilloscope. Uh, retro shields for Arduino Mega. Basically, I think it looks like uh, you put a 6502. Uh, onto an Arduino. It looks like what's going on. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm at the farthest point away from uh, away from the Cocoa booth, so I'm going to make my way back. Uh, look at his food. And, food? Huh? Hey, check his food out. <laughs> uh, so this, this station over here is uh, all different kinds of media. Oh wow, David Every Lab would be drooling plane. here. Yep. Coffee oh gets. yeah. You know, the, we we'd have to get him a bucket because he'd be drooling so yes. much. I see some Amdeck cartridges and all kinds of stuff. Oh yeah, they have they have the the three three inch floppy disks. I think that those um those um uh Amstrad machines use. I I'm, I'm on the uh, podcast. Inch. So do they have, do they so have the Exatron stringy floppies too that they used to sell? Uh. They asked if you have uh, like uh, Exotron stringy floppy. No, uh, huh? This is. Is that it? There it is. Yep, that's yep. the one. Stringy. Yep. What does that mean? A continuous tape system designed as an inexpensive replacement for floppy disk, not actually a floppy disk. Stringy right. floppy wafer. Yeah, the, that one you didn't have to rewind. It would just kind of... This is a continuous loop, like yeah, like the old answering machine tapes that just kept going around in a circle, huh? So Eight-track uh, of floppy disks. Here we have uh, Unix corner. Ooh. Uh, looks like we have uh, Vax. And wow. we have a Sun over here. The old 68,000 Suns or the later ones? Uh, these ones are Spark. Spark okay, Station... So later ones. Spark Station 2. And then we have some deck servers. 
And yeah. Uh, there's one area that I will walk by, and I think this I think is we'll a pretty big. This is a big building. I still the the VCF West venue is like I would I would guess where footage wide is like larger than this. Now, so, Mikey, are you are you lost, Mikey? Why? Are you? It's such a big venue. Do we need to send a search party? Uh, let's see. The cocoa booth is this way. Did you leave a trail of breadcrumbs so you can find your way back? No, so. that's not the <laughs> cocoa booth. That's an Apple One. I guess I'm lost. Anyway, uh, here's what he He left a trail of Apple Ones. Say hi to the geek uh, the somebody girl. with a uniform. SX64. Uh, oh, those are so cool. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the detail of this, but this is uh, uh, Apple Pippin. Pippin? Pippin? Yeah, that's their game machine console. Yes. Yeah, Apple. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to remember. I'm just explaining briefly what what we have here. Uh, here's a great laptop. So this uh, this could have been a handy product right here, but I guess they didn't want it. Yeah, remember right? that. Because Tandy bought grid, right? Grid computing. Hmm. Commodore 64. You know, there are not that many Commodores here today. Wow. So at this station, I believe what's going on here at this particular station is everybody is playing uh, Doom. Oh, how on, cool is that? Uh, different on, and they're like all Unix workstations. So uh, on the left over here is a, a Indigo, SGI Indigo. Wow. Oh, O2, SGI oh, cool. O2. And then we have an IBM Risk Machine. Wow. And then I don't I don't know what this machine is here. And the last one is a Sun Ultra sixty. And they're all playing they're all playing uh, And are they connected multiplayer? Are they playing against each other? Or are they playing I, solo? I don't I don't know. I I really don't know. And That's then amazing. I think last is last is the Apple Corner. Uh, they have an Apple two over here. Oh, somebody and... nimble said that was probably Quake. They were playing and not Doom, but it's, uh, oh, Quake, cl- okay. close enough. Sorry, I don't. I'm, I'm not a game. I'm not a gamer. Look, this 2GS is on Arata Online. Look at Maybe that. Thomas Cherry Holmes would be happy to see that. He, he might actually. Yeah, be... we we didn't we didn't even actually set up any uh, driveway or anything because it's just we didn't just sort of uh, ran out of time. But uh, yeah, uh, that you pretty might... much sums it up because I'm back home. We're back in the cocoa corner. What do we have over here? Oh, Nimble said uh, he recognized it because uh, he's from his old college days, and the scoreboard came up on the one oh. person screen after she got fragged. So <laughs> these are the uh, these are the uh, Japanese uh, computers. So okay. We have uh, uh, Sharp uh, X sixty eight thousand and uh, NEC. NEC PC PC engine PC ninety eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they have any of the FM seven or FM 77s there? The six eight oh nine based ones? Uh this one is MSX, so that would be Z eighty. Uh I do not see uh FM seven or FM seventy seven at all. So okay. Hey, there's oh, a Coco I miss, guys. I missed I missed the photo op. Get in, <laughs> get in there. Get okay. in there. You wearing a Coco shirt? One, take one take one more. Yes, I am. Yeah. Nice to see my artwork. 
Okay. <laughs> Who's next to you right there? Who's that table to your left there, Mikey? Uh, this this table here, uh, I believe this is the uh, SDF, uh, SDF Unix. Okay. Uh, it's a uh, public domain Unix system, and uh, anybody, pretty much anybody can uh, can get an account on it. So, and actually, uh, the lo the logo on here, they use the 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 terminal logo. Okay. Uh, they actually they actually use looks that, like an ADM three A to me. Yeah, you know, I, I walked past it. Uh, there there was an ADM three A. Uh, somewhere, but I didn't. I don't think I stopped by it. So that that was All some right. of the terminals we used at work when we had our Super Cocoa system with eight terminals. The majority were either ADM twenty twos or ADM three eight. Do you want me to? Uh, why don't I just walk over there and see if I can find it? Okay. Yeah, it'd be nostalgic for me and Bill. <laughs> this is really cool. I man. see where the uh, I see where the ADM three A is, and. Uh, I didn't show yeah, this it runs Scred before. pretty well under OS nine. You can actually use it as a text editor station. This station is looks like BBC Micro. BBC one, anyway. BBC two. Do, 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 do. There's the terminal. Terminal is over here. It is connected to a Cactus sixty five oh two. So here's the ADM three A terminal and Cactus sixty five oh two. Maybe maybe going this way. That's better. Nice. I like yeah. all those little levers. Oh no, there. this is not an ADM three A. No, it's that's, that's a televideo terminal. <laughs> it's a it's a televideo. Uh, I guess. Uh, let's see what it is. Yeah, the three A was much more primitive. Didn't have a keypad. And that's what I thought. Tele tele televideo nine hundred. But I mean, from a distance, it sort of looks like an ADM three A, but it's not. Okay. All it's right. Similar. Yeah. Wow. Do we know about? Does uh, Brian uh, Weasler have this book? <laughs> basic computer <laughs> games. Basic, basic computer games. More basic computer, basic computer games. games. Yeah, I remember those from back. They, they were cross-platform ones. And uh, I, I actually have this book here, programming the sixty-five hundred two. That's right. a sister book that Brian Weasler showed us uh, the six hundred nine version of earlier on the show. Yep. Cool. So uh, that's. Uh, that's pretty much a summary. Um, probably uh, just go back to. I think Shaky Cam will go offline for a while, and okay. maybe you can uh, call on us uh, later. All and, right. Uh, we'll do we'll do another round. Oh, uh, that's that great. That's great. Yeah, and we haven't really heard from Mark D. Overholes or so. Tell him we say hi and we send our regards if he wants to jump on and say hello. And um, Tim Linder as well. Tim Linder and um, everything else. So. See if they have any thoughts on the show so far. As it, far as you know, manning the booth, yeah. Is Tim uh, playing Daggerith? Yeah, uh, it looks it looks pretty empty right now. So yeah, I thought I like, had. I think it's Jesus. like lunchtime. Mmm, yummy. Well, yeah, it is about uh, just afternoon. Uh, yeah, there. yeah. Well, this looks like a great event. Uh, one of these years, I hope I can be there in person. But this is the second year in a row you guys have brought it to us uh via the internet so you know seeing it secondhand is still pretty cool but I, it's got as i imagine this is something you got to experience for yourself so um those of us who've been to a cocoa fest you know how cool it is to see all kinds of cocoa stuff and 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 see your fellow retro family 
but this is like on a whole nother level. And I like these events because they're mixed, right? There's a lot of different systems. And some of this goes way back, like these old deck systems and these uh, just incredible, incredible history here. Um, and well, the Apollo computers are from the 60s. For yeah, yeah. And the fact that we've got a really good showing this year is great, you know, to have the cocoa shown in so many different flavors and with all the modern accoutrements and software and accessories um i I would imagine that this was probably eye-opening for a lot of people so uh, i want to thank you guys for putting all this together and everything else man great job uh cool thanks is robbie in there a word from mark or uh tim oh Uh, oh, i'm here here at the moment so Mike, Mikey took all the glory walking around. I feel a little. Uh... You can do. You can do. I told them to call on us later, and uh, maybe you can do the do another a different shaky cam than mine. No. How's that sound? No, we were we we're a good team. We're a good team. I, I was. We were helping some people at the booth, so it's very exciting. Yes. What have you been doing there, Rob? What What have you been showing off and uh... reporting what's, live what's for reaction Cobra Talk? Oh, uh, I mean. The reaction has been uh, great. I think there's a lot to look at, and uh, most people are just going going through the table uh, one by one, looking at the various flyers, um, teaching a few people to how to use QR codes. Uh, I don't think a lot of people know that the uh, Apple iPhone does it natively in the camera app. So you know, just trying to show people how to do that. But um, oh. anybody um, ask about the SDC? Yes, we actually had uh, Tim Lindner did some lot, you know, um, um, help with um, somebody who had an original SVC, I guess, before before the Explorer came out, and he had never seen the the SVC Explorer, so I, I threw it up, and he's like, "What in the name? You know, what what is that?" Uh, we we're expl- explaining what the Explorer um, is and how he could get it. Um, so I actually Tim Lindner manual around as well and was answering some kind of uh, question about just in general about the SDC. So even though we're not, uh, a lot of people know about the SDC, so I don't think we need to make a big deal about it, but there have been questions. So we are doing some live uh, Q&A on Cocoa SDC. That's cool. So they you've, been, you've been talking to a fair number of actual Cocoa owners then? Yes. Um, a one one person just had the SDC with no Explorer and he didn't know about half of, half of the stuff that was available. Um, what did they think of the MPIs? MP, multi, mega multi-MPIs getting a lot of attention. Um, uh, one guy had a, a regular MPI that he had to search high and low for. To He got it at a flea market, actually. He got lucky. He got a, a real, you know, a, a retro MPI. But uh, people are really impressed with how small this MPI is and, of course, all the different features that it has. So um, definitely a lot of interest in the Mega Mini NPI. Um, and, and not many people, I, there was a few people who knew about the Donkey Kong tra- transcode, but the Pac-Man transcode was very much a news to the folks that I talked to. So definitely uh, got the word out about that. Um, and, and you can play it actually on the, on the QR code. It goes right to uh, the archive.org uh, main emulators. You actually, you actually can try it out. Although the colors are wrong for some reason on the archive.org, um, in on MAME, I guess the colors are wrong. Um, for for Donkey Kong Remix? No, for the Pac-Man Transcode. Oh, Pac-Man Transcode. Archive. 
Yeah, oh, if you're on archive.org, the, the first map is purple. And it's not a composite versus RGB. It just shows it as purple, which is obviously not supposed to be blue, uh, in case you didn't know. So, uh, so yeah, that that's not um, that's not a transcode problem. That's a, either a MAME or whatever browser version of MAME that, that they're using. Um, One other question. Hey. Yes, sir. Um, do you get any people that come up and, and uh, want to know what, what a 6809 is, or are they pretty savvy? Uh, no. no uh, um, well, the, the gentleman with the hat they were talking about, I think his name was Joseph, I forget exactly, but he knew all about the, um, he said, isn't there a new uh, processor? And then, so I was going through the 6309 uh, with him. He even asked about, well, isn't there a protector type of thing? We talked about the Guardian protector. Um, so I think there's some knowledge of that, that there is a different processor that, that exists. Uh, and of course I point to the, the, um, first, uh, you know, the first major 6309 only game Gunstar, which is coming out, uh, next week, I believe. Um, by Nick <laughs> <Francis>. <laughs> yeah, that was going. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I have about a hundred people, hundred orders for next week's release of Gunstar. <laughs> only if it's delivered within a week, right? That's a... that's right. Now, uh, a question. Another question he, I have is: uh, you, you, you've obviously had some Cocoa people that have been learning about some new stuff they didn't know existed, etc. For the people that don't really know the Cocoa, what has their reaction been to the booth? Um, well, like uh, I think Rampage really get, got the most attention, uh, and I'm probably going to throw that up um, again. I think we want to get a, a, a I'm not filming. Uh, I'm filming myself. Um, I think I'm going to throw up a rampage uh, so we can get a three player game going. Okay. That would be pretty fun. In fact, one kid was playing it and I was with his dad and I was like trying to tell them, just grab the other joystick. You can join in. You both can play at the same time. And they weren't, uh, I think, I think they were, um, they only spoke French. Ah. So, so I don't think, I don't think they understood what I was oh, saying. If you would have said lay grab other lay joystick. Um, that's that's right. out. <laughs> it's Coco. not Pepula Pew French. <laughs> yes. Coco, now, if you speak in a French accent, uh, excuse me, if you yes. grab the joystick over yes. there. And I, it's, and not, I, it's not English with <laughs> lay put in front of it. So. My apologies to the people from uh, Quebec. Uh, I, did have to, I did have to explain Dexter only runs with keyboard commands, so that was a little confusing for one guy. Uh, uh, well, you know what? Somebody told me if you press like Control-J, it might turn on the joystick. Okay. I couldn't remember in the heat of the moment, so yeah. I just said uh, use the keys. Yeah. Um, but um, but somebody was pretty, you know, they remembered Dexter very well, and, and other than the sound and some of the extra levels, you know, it looks like exactly like the other versions of, of Dexter. So yeah. uh, pe people are very impressed with that. Um, well, the other thing yeah. is uh, a lot of people probably come by and ask you, aren't you one of the guys on Coco Talk? Is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any well, Tony, Tony Capellini, Cap am I saying that right? Yeah, Capellini. Capellini. Uh, Tony's one who said, hey, is that Steve? I, I kinda, he kind of looked familiar, but I didn't quite... You know, I, I wasn't in the headspace, and I was, I was like, "Oh, the guy knows who Coco, what Coco's on. He's like a Stevie on, and you know, say hi to Stevie." So, you know, to Tony knows Coco Talk, but I don't think the other people uh, do. Um, haven't gotten a lot of attention from my from my eight bit guy promotion, but uh, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, So uh, no one's really mentioned it. So, uh, but you know, um, I'm. Uh, 
I'm working it. I'm yeah, working, well, you know, it, our... it, it, the fact that you've got the little screen there at the table, too, you should just mention, hey, this is our show, and we're live every week, and we talk about vintage stuff every week. So if you're only yeah. vintage once a year, why don't you join us every week and, you know, geek out with us? Yeah. So Yeah, uh, exactly. So I'm really trying to point people to the, um, the Discord and the Facebook um, links So uh, as well. Was, was right that'll get them more connected and um uh yeah it does say every week i even put it in pacific time so that yeah. translate you know, it for him yeah for california yeah translate it to california yeah see uh, uh, you had eastern time but you see what i did here ah, 11 a.m pacific time yes that's right so now, uh, have you had to punch anybody for saying trash 80 <laughs> um you know there were there was one guy who kept bringing that up, and I, I, it, it, he kind of went on about it a little bit too long. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, but, yeah. but anyway, um, you know, it's all good. We're all, we're feeling good here. We're not we're not we're lovers and we're not fighters. That's right. Uh, here at PCF uh, West, except when the Donkey Kong showdown between platforms come, comes up, then <laughs> take no prisoners. Then, but. yes, yes. Well. Uh, uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't really got any Donkey Kong drama uh, either, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there's so much you can show. That's why that's why you know, I mean, we laid out a lot of visuals so that people can point to it. I think tomorrow we'll probably show up um, Cersei's Island because um, that that needs to be loaded off of an iPhone uh, onto cassette um, via the cassette port. And that's um, not exactly uh, plug and play yet. So, you know, I think we're going to do that. Um, so we've got so stuff, this, you know, we... this show's on tomorrow also? Yeah. Well, then you'll have to play a, a replay of uh, Coco Talk while uh, the oh, show's maybe, going on uh, maybe, maybe if Mark's yeah. available, Mark can do a second stream. I'm committed to some family stuff tomorrow, but maybe if we want to have a oh. secondary show tomorrow, somebody else can stream it uh, oh. if, if Mark Bosley is available. So. Uh, that would be cool. Yep. If we want to do that, we can, um, nightmare highway nightmare. Has anybody bought free games? Has anybody purchased those free games at 50% off yet? Well, you know, they are, they are, um, all free games are 50% off. It's only for this show though. After Uh the show show special up to the full, the full price, free. yeah, hundred percent free yeah. instead of half. Hundred percent free. Yeah, the promo code. And have something really long. Um, yeah. XQJF5. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up here some some rampage action. Um, just a second. Have uh, you guys yeah, thought so, about putting a bucket on the floor for donations? <laughs> a, a bu- <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not a vomit bucket, show. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's the kind of shit this is. Uh, uh, Ken Reichard's asking, Grant is always ready for a second stream. <laughs> that's, that's right. He is. Hi-oh. Oh, and, and D. Bruce Moore says, oh, just don't cross the streets, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was will. asking about the other, the other computer, like non I was the other 8-bit, because this show is a mixture of 16-bit, 8-bit, and everything else. I was just wondering on the other eight-bit platforms at the time, you know, how they viewed the Coco yep. back in the day and how they thought now, seeing the exhibits you guys have. Well, I haven't, I, you know, I actually haven't left the booth yet. Um, I'm so I got that's why I got a little jealous of Mikey. Um, but you know, I'm obviously a good problem to have. I had too many people to talk to, so um, I haven't talked to kind of the 
uh, the, the Commodore people or the um, Atari people, which, as you can see, there's, a, there's an Atari 130XE um, right here. And, I mean, I don't want to, you know, you, if you already had the shaky cam, I don't need to walk you through it again. But we've got some Apple, the Commodore yeah, it's a nice looking platinum there. Which, which we, um, Bill Hurd is actually one of the keynote speakers here. If, you, if anyone's interested, just watch the... Uh, the 8-Bit Guys uh, video on the Commodore 128 with Bill Hurd. Uh, we'll go through all of that. Um, but, you know, I don't know if, Mikey walked you through some of these. Uh, Rockwell and something called the Challenger 1P. I don't know what that is. Um, and you know about the BBC and the Acorns. Oh, look, uh, it's Nick It's uh, Nick Marenta's favorite book. <laughs> uh, 6502. Yeah, that's right. So this is a lot of 6502 and none of it, none of it multitask. Ron, you're, you're killing us with the breathing. Sorry. I'm trying to turn my volume down. Yeah, if you could just hold your breath for the next hour and a half, that'd be, that'd be great. So. Great. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, look, hey, there, no there's, some ar- there's some artifact colors for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I think I'm casting a shadow. I don't know what's going on. It's yeah, it's just oh, it's a CRT it's a refresh. Yeah, CRT refresh. All right. That looks like burger I time. I just bought something at consignment. Yeah. Burger time. Come to the table. I'll we'll show you guys. Oh, oh Mikey's got something. Yes. TGS going on. Oh, and then we're back at the booth. Um, oh, do you, did you guys already see the IBM PCs? Yeah, we did. But we, uh, okay. I'd be happy to see them again. Well, I mean, I, you know. And what did Mikey uh, get? Mikey no. said he's bringing something back to the booth. All right, well. Well, uh, let's see. Can you guys see what I got? Yeah, it's an IBM keyboard. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to put it down, and then uh, and then I'll show you the sticker on the bottom. Okay. Give me one second. You're going to give Mark Overholzer a run for his money on the keyboard clicky sounds. Okay. I'll, I'll get the B-roll. Here. Move over. Move this is over, like Coco. this is like Jason following me at Coco Fest at this point. <laughs> the stream behind the stream, right? So, <laughs> all right. Hold on one second. Let me make this bigger. That's what she said. Uh, all right. Manufactured for IBM by Lexmark, made in the USA. Model M, October ninety four. Yeah. So this is a relatively late. Uh, of the original uh, IBM, yeah, and uh, it's basically just a standard 101 key keyboard. So, and uh, this this is about the going price on uh, on eBay these days. Okay, it's about this price. If you want to buy one that's refurbished, you double you double or one point something times this. You wow, know, it's like a hundred something. So, so you got yeah. that for fifty bucks? I did, and that's a good deal. Uh, not really, but uh, okay. <laughs> I I couldn't help myself. Okay. Are you gonna buy an Apple One while you're there? Uh, sure. How many how many uh how many suitcases full of cash do you want to give me? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Cool stuff. Um, what what games can I run on a Coco Two? Um. And that's the one at the Coco oh, VGA right Time now. Time Bandit, Cashman. Um, oh, there you go. Uh, that 64 column text, though, is really nice. I have it to is. Say. What's Zaxxon, man? Yeah, Zaxxon would be a good one to show. So, I can't run 
Okay, what do I do with this? Oh, I'm in a game. I didn't even know. It's um, in Zork. All right, all right. So can I? No, oh, just. I mean, do you want to right. switch it to something else? I don't know. How no. do I get X? You have. You literally do have to power cycle it. Yeah. Because uh, it's. Uh, uh, you have, have to, to actually, actually go out of SDC DOS in order to okay. run those programs. All right, I, I'm touching cool, a color echo. computer too yeah. for the first time since 1986. I, I have to tell you, what here? This is the finger. That's the first touch of a Coco Two. Um, Are you okay? I, I think so, but I, I'm looking for the. Da where's the down arrow? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. I think, oh, it's over here. Okay. Um, what should I play? Oh, Andrew and might actually Sailor work. Man. Oh, We're you guys want Sailor Man. Son. All right, Sailor, Sailor Man. Sinistar? No, that's not going to work. Um, Sailor. Sailor Man. Sailor Man will work. Sailor Man's you want got the French a good version? 4K, yep. Should work. Fre French or regular? Uh, we'll just uh, that would be okay. Lay Sailor Man, right? Lay <laughs> <laughs> <A> Popeye ripoff. <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, we have to. If it is blue, we want to hit the clear key. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. We can, we can <laughs> oh, we have Egg FPGA technology, including scanline. Coco VGA. Does Dagrath yeah, have you, an attract? You still have mode? to pick one. It does. Dagrath does have an attract mode. Dagrath would uh, be good. Uh, that's that's a little red though for for orange, but okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, look at that sound. That ba -choo. six bit deck. Ba -choo. Ba -choo. When does Big Fat Guy eating a sandwich come out? <laughs> oh, I, I that's level two, Stevie. So uh, you've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually uh, a cocoa truck. If you really want a big fat guy eating a sandwich, I'll eat my lunch. Right now. <laughs> Hi oh. Uh, I'm in the wrong joystick for it, I think. But anyway, uh, um, oh, I, I don't really know what. Yeah, no, it's supposed to be in the right joystick port. Okay. This needs some WD-40, by the way, on the joystick ports. Whoever's Coco Two, this is. But okay, now it's working. Popeye the Sailor Man, you know Popeye? Oh yeah. You can take over, take over for me. Um. Anyway, uh, do you guys see the cat? This big gold cabinet? No. Learn a program on. On the Coco thing? Yeah, but it was a gray box. Yeah. So that's a Coco one, the original one. So we have here a color computer two and color computer three. Right. We got so much sound coming through here right now. Uh, I just muted Mikey because it's good. All right. Uh, and who is this now? I'm going to – I can't unmute you. Uh, are you muting yourself, Rob Inman? I, I was muting myself because okay. I thought I was the one. No, I, okay. I, I, just, I just muted uh, Mikey because he's talking to somebody. We can't see what's going on there. Oh, okay. I thought he was talking to you. But, yeah, okay. So, anyway, this is something called Solid State um, Monopoly. Okay. On a uh, – on this machine, MSI eighty eighty, which huh? is the first eighty eighty, right? Okay, it's, it's one of the it's one of the original home kit computers from like seventy four, seventy five, somewhere in there, like the Altair. It was a competitor to the Altair. Yeah. Is that the one they the used? Screen in the shows movie? the original. 
War Games? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This the screen shows the original demo script created uh, in 1978. It's running on the same uh, machine as it did in 1978. And it's doing, I guess, what the roles are going to be. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then, the, oh, does it does it control this? Uh, yeah, it, it was actually. It was in the movie yeah. uh, War Games. Okay. 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 Oh, so that okay. So that's um, this this machine is controlling this board. This is just running on something else. This little display, or okay, okay. 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 So I'll have to. I know you guys can't hear, um, but at least you can you can see a visual of kind of the. Wow. Okay. Okay. Very cool. So Mo Monopoly running on an MSA. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's really cool. Um, so you guys saw the uh, typewriter stuff and um, um, Anyway, you want me? You want me to keep walking around, or, or what do you want to do? Um, you can, but I'm going to take you off of the main view now, and, okay. and maybe we'll do a little bit of uh, maybe we'll do some news of Curtis. Um, I don't know if Curtis is ready to do the news or not. Or sure, <clears throat> I can fill in with some heavy breathing. Hey, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, we've seen a lot, and hopefully, we'll see some more. And thank you, Rob and Mikey, for these tours. And um, I can eat this stuff up. I'm not sure how much the audience is enjoying this. Hopefully, they are. I'm, panel, are you guys enjoying this? Are you eating it up? Yes. All right. Yep. So why don't we do this? We'll take another commercial break, and we'll come back with some news. And what do we want to do now? We want to do uh, well. I was going to say maybe we're going to run a boomerang commercial, but since he's on a 30-day hiatus, maybe we don't want to generate too much interest right now. So, uh, there's that game that's on sale. Nightmare Highway. Yes. How about we plug Coco Forever? You got a Cloud Nine? Uh, yeah, Coco Forever. Where is Coco Forever? I'm looking for my Coco Forever commercial. I don't know which one is Forest of Doom, Switcheroo, Ease of Use, Coco Do, DVD, Boomerang, Coco Forever. Here we go. We're going to do a Coco Forever commercial. So we'll be back in a couple minutes here, folks. Thanks, everybody. Hey, have you got your Coco 3 yet? Hi, this is Rick Adams, author of Temple of Rom and Shanghai, and you've tuned into Coco Talk nation's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. 
What's going on everybody? Original Gamer Stevie Stroh here, and if you're a fan of vintage computing and retro gaming, then you're going to love our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. There you will find custom designs by Instagram artist Joel M. Adams. You can get I'm a Coconut, Coco Talk, and other cool video game images on a t-shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pack. So if you love retro, then head on over to the retro swag shop at 8bit256.com today. Tell them the Original Gamer Stevie Stroh sent you. Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home. Instant loading program packs turn any color TV into an exciting game arcade. And there's more. The color computer is an educational aid, a home management tool, and up-to-the-minute electronic information service. The programmable, expandable TRS-80 color computer from $399 only at Radio Shack, the biggest name in little computers. Hi, I'm Bruce Moore, and this is... Jacob Moore. Jacob Moore, And we are the Forest of Doom guys, and the Coco Forever guys, and we are Coco Fest, and we love Stevie Strobe. Imagine a different world. A world where Tandy Corporation has the upper hand. Where the Coco surpassed all competitors. And all you have to do is travel back in time without making a single mistake. Coco forever. definitely earn this office. Yes, you're too kind, and thank you. You want to grab some food before we head back and look at that alt-reality OS9 module? <laughs> it's only a 40 years past due, but yeah, sure. shopping has never been better at Radio Shack. Here's proof. Our new ultra-high-performance 386SX 20 megahertz computer with 85 megabyte hard drive, only $12.99. And it's from Tandy, manufacturer of the best-selling PC compatibles in America. Or get a 286-based Tandy home office computer with color monitor and hard drive, only $899.95. Shop your friendly nearby Radio Shack. Great selection, superior service. Nobody compares. We now return you to Coco Talk. Hey, Dan Loyal's out there. says, thanks, guys, for another awesome show. Thank you, Dan. And Explorer VR is there. That's our friend Ben Drakes. He says, cool tours. I uh, don't think we saw any Play-Doh computers, though. I wonder if they have any there. And when he's talking about Play-Doh computers, we're talking about the original systems, right? So nowadays, uh, Thomas Cherry Homes is doing this Errata Online where we've got Play-Doh clients for a variety of systems. But there were original Play-Doh systems at one point in time, right? Uh, and I don't recall seeing one either. So maybe Rob and, and um, Mikey, if you look around, if you see a Play-Doh system, let us know. Um, I just wanted to play. Play-Doh? So, uh, I'll look. Okay. 
Um, and I just want to remind people, because I don't know if we plug this enough. And I'm honestly, I don't know. It was this sounded like an amazing idea when I came up with it, like a lot of my other bad ideas. But we are actually live streaming audio as well. So for those of you who watch the show, you know you can watch us live as the video version. So we're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. I'm also backup streaming on Twitch and Mixer. But um, we recently added live audio podcasting, too. So for those of you who maybe um, you're at work and you can't be on YouTube while you're at work, but you want to listen, you can listen live. And it's also interactive, too. So you can also live chat on the audio podcast, too. So we need to mention that more often. I don't know how much value the live audio has provided yet. Uh, We're not going to give up on it, but it's there. So if you want to check us out on Spreaker, if you go to Spreaker and then search for Coco Talk Live, which is what our podcast is called on Spreaker, you can listen live and interact live. Um, and links to all the ways to enjoy the show live and on replay are on our website, CocoTalk.live. And we're bringing you continuing coverage from VCF West, thanks to our Coco Consortium there with Rob Inman and Michael Furman and Mark D. Overholzer and Tim Lindner, who we've seen but not heard. Um, thanks guys. And hopefully we'll get more coverage, um, throughout the day. But Curtis, do you have news for us this week? A little bit. I do. Um, you, the sharing thing. Here. Okay. And I want to go ahead and play a little bit of uh, music here. You're not going to hear it, but when I say take it away, Curtis, that'll be your cue. All right, everybody. It's time for news with your host, L Curtis Boyle. Take it away, Curtis. You guys seeing that? You we see it. Speaking of Ben Drake, since we just mentioned he's in the chat here, this is a new video he released with Phantom Slayer, which he's done before using his uh, virtual reality technology here, except this is using the new improved palettes. So he uh, changed it to get a kind of a more eerie look to it um, with, with a different color palette than the nuclear green, bright yellow, and the original palette. Yeah. Now, you remember, Curtis, you mentioned your story, how this basically scared the living uh, poop out of your pants. Can you imagine? Yes, it's actually on my website. <laughs> yes, and can you imagine the VR version of this where you're looking at this in a headset and having the poop scared out of you? <laughs> yeah, and you just turn around and just, you know, you have a heart attack, you die, and you never play again. <laughs> at least if you have a heart attack, he's strapped into this chair, so at least it would hold his body upright. Yeah, so, well, Ben's uh, also younger, so I mean, he can handle the stress better than us old farts, so... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I won't play the whole video, but it, it's definitely up there for for people to take a look at. Now, did he? Cool. It was easy, is this the same palettes that you and Nick put together in the tool, or did he change them a little bit to match his? I think preference? he changed a little bit. Do you remember Nick? Nick Murray. Uh, he did change. He he did change them, but I have since changed uh, my palettes to match his. <laughs> so, okay, you liked his better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I haven't made it. Um, I'll be setting up a website so people can download it. I haven't done that yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like it. It looks good. I like it. You still got the burgundy. It's just instead of the background being that bright green now, I like this kind of teal color. Yeah, it definitely looks better. And, and the purple is more of a darker color too, which gives yeah. you that you know, sense of being underground more than you know, okay, lit up. Yeah, so Ben just hammering. responded. He says, oh gosh, it's me. Yes, I like these colors. I used RGB in the game menu, but composite and vcc which resulted in this <laughs> well, this is accidental is what you're saying ah, okay it's a good it's a good set yeah cool stuff hey okay, next next up uh jim gary's been a busy little beaver again that's a canadian reference um 
he's got three new gameplay videos up, the MC10. Hold on a second. I think I've got a soundbite for that. MC10. All right. Well, you can't hear it, but okay. This, this one says Lay Again. Is this a Hawaiian game? Well, that just happened to be where it got started at. <laughs> okay. This one's uh, Square Force Alpha, which he said has been working on t- my Tank Battalion-like game Square Force. Still seems too slow. I'm not familiar with Tank Battalion, so I, I don't know what to compare it to. But Okay, there's the explosion. Okay. Is this kind of like uh, the Tron tank game where you're going through a maze and shooting things? Well, there's there's money getting as well and stuff, so I'm not okay. sure exactly. Oh, so is this maybe a... Vo- okay, I just saw him shooting something. It looked like a plus, plus sign. Yeah, so he's shooting at them. Yeah, plus collecting the money, yeah. at, you know, voting the tanks, I think, so... Can you turn down the YouTube volume just a bit? Yeah, I, was just, I was just about to ask you if that was too me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so you've got the tanks moving around. You have to. Uh, how many shots does it say? Do you have a? Do you have a finite amount of shots? Okay. So picking I, up the. I don't know. This reminds me of Cave Hunter a little bit, right? So in Cave Hunter, you have to avoid the bad guys and get the gold bars, right? So, uh, interesting game. Yep. And it just shows what you can do with you know low res graphics, but still have something playable. At the end of the day, a game is about the playability more than anything else. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Um, that looks good. Good job, Jim Gary. The next one he did is a game called Shop Steward. You are the shop steward at a small firm producing consumer durables. Oh, this is really good music. Did he have a sound chip? Yeah, that's a, that's a one-bit sound the MC-10, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> now, you mentioned in his notes on this one here, this is actually a port from an Apple II game okay. that was written in integer basic not the microsoft applesoft basic but the one was did originally i'm gonna need you to turn it down that's hard to hear you over the music okay i actually had it turned down in this case yeah it's really loud uh in the mix but yeah we get the idea so for those listening at home this is not actual mc10 music this is uh something he edited into his video um okay it's kind of a simulation style simulation okay buy low sell high um third one it's called Dungeon of Death. Oh, I like that name. And this is a port from the Commodore Pet, though he did some additions to it, I guess. I'm reading description. Let's kill that sound down. Dungeon of Death. Name. Oh, here we go. Rolling a character. Okay. Yeah, a little mini map in the lower okay, right which there. way? What is that? That's updating the map. I think okay. he just moved. So it's... Ah, I see. Okay. Monster options. Fight, evade. This has got a little Force of Doom feel to it, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Or yeah. uh, you know, Kellen Guard on the a dwarf. mini scale. Yeah, yeah. Or Asphy or something. It's it's one I remember hearing about on the pet, but we never had it at school, so it's not one I'd seen in the pet, so I don't, okay. I don't have anything to compare with. But Okay. So yeah, that's the three games that Jim Gary's released okay. this week. This week. It's been a slow week for Jim. It's only been three days. He's on par for 150 this year. Um, Next up, speaking of semi-graphics, we've been showing Nick's, uh, a preview of Nick's uh, utility for switching between two screens to get extra palette colors and also X characters. And he designed this originally for Erico. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right. uh, Montero. Hopefully that's correct. 
<clears throat> who's making a graphical adventure game using the low-res graphics, semi-graphics 4 mode. He's going to have, you know, the top half of the display is going to be the graphics imager of the scene you're looking at, and then below that will be your uh, joystick-driven menus as opposed to having to type in text commands all the time. So uh, once Nick made this utility for doing the switching between the screens and, and filling with the palettes, Erico's actually done... He's been doing all of his draw mock-ups and stuff in Photoshop or something, and then this is one where he's actually doing the mixing with colors to see what the colors will look like so he kind of can pre-plan his, his scenes and what color mixtures he wants to use. Um, now, you still have to take into consideration Flickr, et cetera, which you'll you have to try on the real thing to see if it's, you know, if it's too contrasted between the two screens, it'll start to flicker like mad. But uh, definitely have some uh, pretty decent color mixes in there. I'll just zoom it up so it's a bit easier to see. He doesn't have text mixing in here because you couldn't really do that in Photoshop. But I don't know, Nick, if uh, you've, you've discovered some pretty interesting things like making little globes and space invaders and galaxian type things, yeah. just using text characters, so... We showed that last week. Yeah. Actually, I was going to ask you, Stevie, since you weren't actually live on last week, what did you think of that little demo for your Cosmic Aliens type thing? Ooh, I didn't see it. I, I only listened to it, so I didn't, I didn't see the show. Oh, okay. Nothing uh, like supporting your own show. Thanks, yeah, Steve. yeah. Well, I did. I listened to the <laughs> podcast version because I was commuting. So um, I know. I'm just bugging you. Yeah, but you yeah, should yeah. check it out because that is something I think you would be interested in for Cosmic Aliens. Okay. Next step. A lot I, lo- of YouTube stuff. I love it when Nick Morentes takes a side project because he just comes up with all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you should make a full-time uh, side project thing, Nick, because you come up with a lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty soon Gunstar is going to be the side project, I think, at yeah, this rate. Right. <laughs> His breaks are more productive than some people's and, uh, busy time. Yeah. And if you're wondering why Rob Inman was trying to get you know the, the advertisement to say that Gunstar is going to be out next week type thing, the reason is all these side projects that it, it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is um, Retro Arcade Gaming, who we mentioned before. They do, he does the comparison videos, so he's done a new one here. And he's starting to restrict, um, like he was usually doing multiple clones from multiple platforms before. And I think it just it's too overwhelming. When well, he tried to do the Pac-Man one, he stopped at 100, and there was tons he didn't cover on any of the platforms um, just because there's so many of them. So I think he's starting to restrict it. He's trying to pick what he thinks, in his personal opinion, what is the best clone. So in the case of doing Berserk, which is what he released this week, uh, he chose Color Berserk slash Haywire from Arc Data Products, which is more authentic to the original arcade game, which I agree with, but it doesn't have speech. Um Android Attack on the Coco by Spectral, if you have the 32K version, does have speech, but the gameplay is different. I mean, you have that ghost thing that you can shoot instead of Evil Auto. You have treasures to pick up. You can duck and jump. I mean, it's 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 Berserk-based, but different. So yeah. um, I have no idea how loud this is going to be. So Up first, we are going to take a look at the port for the TRS-80, released in 1981 by Mark Data Products. Initially entitled Berserk, with an S instead of a Z, the game was later renamed to Haywire to avoid lawsuits. There are actually a couple of clones for the TRS-80, including Robot Battle, or you may see it as Android Attack, and Monster Maze. But I find the Mark Data release to be the closest in gameplay to the actual arcade game. There is no in-game speech, but it plays fairly similar to the actual arcade yeah, game loud. in terms of gameplay. The fire rate Don't is a know. bit slow, which makes it a bit difficult, but I believe that's probably an emulation-specific issue. Better. Here's a look at Berserk, also known as Haywire, for the TRS-80. 
color computer. Okay. With artifacting, so now it looks like he's doing it in MAME. We've got the right artifacting. Yep. And I can hear the floppy drive spinning up on here, too, so... <laughs> it sounds like the floppy's spinning constantly in the background right now. Give me a glitch on his record. But... Anyway, there's there's a comparison here with, you know, Commodores and Apples and all kinds of machines, including more modern ones, too, so... Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a good, this was an impressive game. Yeah, I'm one of the earlier clones because it came out in 81 originally, so it's, um, you know, pretty early in the Coco's life, one of the early artifacting games, if not one of the earliest. Yeah, cool stuff. Okay, next up, uh, just a quick mention here. Um, I haven't had a chance to fully listen to everything on it. I kind of skipped pieces on it, but uh, the Coco Crew podcast number 50 was dropped this week, so the monthly edition of that. So you guys can go check that out. Like I said, I haven't listened enough. I've listened to chunks of it, but I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, so I don't want to try to review it or anything here. Okay. Unless somebody else wants to do later on, but uh, just to mention that. Um, Sheldon McDonald has been working with the uh, GMC cartridge, and uh, this is his Q MIDI studio player. Now, he does a few things in this video. He's demonstrating 3D printing a cartridge case for it, He's also modified it from what the original one is in that he, uh, and I think you mentioned this, Stevie, because you've seen it before too, where he's actually hooking it up through the cassette cable so you can use audio on and audio off to shut the sound on and off instantly without having to do, you know, shut voice one off, shut voice two off, et cetera, which is cool. <clears throat> and then he's also got the option where you can change the length that the notes keep playing so you can kind of get echoey effects or you can get the notes instantly chopping off. So I will probably be skipping through here in little bits. Um, assuming it plays here. I love Facebook. Not buffering. What's going on here? I don't know. What uh, what baud rate is your internet connection at? You got three hundred baud? I'm at one hundred and fifty megabits. So I don't know. What <laughs> Hi, I'm Sheldon McDonald, and is that too loud? I have another update on bit. my. Humidity Studio project. Okay, that's good. That's good. And coincidentally, at the same time, I just found this gem. Okay, I'll skip ahead a bit here because it's kind of explaining this Coco One and the so little got, board adapters and stuff, and how he made his case. One. Cool. And they printed. Um, yeah, so there's a 3D printed case. Really even. Uh, this specific one though has a hole in it for my sound wire. Um. Yeah, nice, nice solid. color too. Another unique um, one. It's a sort pretty, of a gold. Yeah, pretty good looking cartridge. It looks pretty right smooth there. too. It's pretty yep. neat having uh, two colors on it, the two tone. Um. Anyways, so basically, what you're gonna find in the Qmidi Studio cartridge is gonna be um, the Game Master cartridge wired in. To output the sound back into the audio jack or the cassette port. So I've been doing a lot of work on this. Um, so now it doesn't matter what slot that I have the. I'll skip that part. Yes, just kind of explain the, some of the software updates here. Get to the demo Um, 
up. Looks like I'm going to have to clean the keyboard on this one. He apologized for the RF interference too. He's okay, so my yeah. audio program is in fact running. Um, I can type audio on now. Oops. And it's silent, so that's good. Um, so that's showing me that it's the software is good. It's going. So, so I'm going to look at the gone. Drum. This one is automatically going to start playing because that's how I saved it. It kind of overwrites some settings. That's cool. So what I've done differently on this one, I've made it so the player itself controls how long the notes are held. So you can actually change that with code. So if I This is a cool feature. Three, two, This will make it so the notes get shut off instantly in the song. So without having to reprogram the song, so you, you can, can have the short set how long short bursty notes, or you can notes. have the extended so you can ones. Probably, maybe each song will sound better by changing that. Uh, this song sounds pretty good with a setting of six. On the fly, and now when yeah. you kill the, I can see that being used in a game too. Playing. Like if you're on different segments of the yeah. certain level, if the action so, picks up or something, yeah, you can keep the same song playing. You just do one poke, and voila, you've got now a totally you different sound it, and things. It actually turns the notes off softly. Yeah, did that fade out feature? That there is so go. cool. And if you wanted to terminate the sound sooner. You would have to just change the length of those notes first, that 32021 uh, memory location. But, um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much that. Um, I got a pretty bad RF reception here. I'm going to have to. Maybe I won't play the whole video. It's on Facebook. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's got a lot of cool features in there that, and some stuff I wouldn't have thought of. Like, Absolutely. Uh, changing the length of the notes, you know, that you can get this echoey, or not echoey, but you get the sustained notes so you sounds fuller. But then you get that staccato effect when you're you shed it off slow or do it slow or faster, yeah. I should say. And then uh, you know the, being able to do the audio on off that's just nice and easy for a basic programmer. You can set the thing up running in the background, just shut it on and off. Yeah, and yeah. And you know one of the things that uh, Nick Morentes has pointed out when it comes to the hardware is that you know, and then we all kind of say the same thing. It's great to have this hardware, but you need it needs to be supported. And I think one of the things that Sheldon's doing here is he is really focusing on a routine that's going to make it easy for non-assembly language programmers, right? So this exactly. is really focused on, uh, this is a kind of a TSR, Terminate Stay Resident. It's a background task that's running that will play music in the background while your basic program still runs. And you can just compose your music, load the file in, and you don't have to code this stuff. Um, so that puts decent sounding music in the hands of mere mortals. And, um, but obviously somebody had to do all the hard work to make it easy for us, but this is really cool that he's doing that. And uh, great job, Sheldon, for doing that. And then I'm sure yeah, he's still he's adding all these it. little extra features. It's not just a player where you just set it playing background music and you, you can change the fades. You can change the length of the notes. You can shut the music on and off instantly, even though it's still technically playing yeah. in the background. And, oh, and honestly, that was a good sounding track that he did there too. That chip, even though that's a lo-fi chip compared to some of the other ones like on the uh, 
PSG and the Mega Mini MPI, which are higher fidelity chips, this still sounds pretty good with the right composition in it. You know, I mean, if you get a good, like, I mean, the, I I fell in love with all this Sierra Online games on the Tandy One Thousand. To me, that music was just like heaven. You know, uh, it was like the angels were singing in my ears when I heard that music. So it is a very capable chip for even being the lo-fi chip tuny type thing. It is if the right compositions. It'll sound good. You know. No, I'm I'm very interested in this project, and I'd love, love to see what some of the basic programmers out there can do with it. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't look like once you, once you've got this done, and once he's got his driver completely done and finished, then it's pretty easy for a basic programmer to use it without having to learn any assembly at all. So yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. This is just a teaser. Uh, we're going to be covering this in the game on segment with the author himself, uh, some Nick Marini's guy, but uh, Gunstar. Oh, <laughs> this That's was be hard. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> this is basically a blog post about how it's getting delayed by level. We just lost Side your project. audio. No, it's not. It's actually about level two. But yeah, I was surprised. I, I watched his YouTube video, and he mentioned something about a friend. I've got a friend. I thought I was going to say, and I've yeah, got, I've a, got fr- a friend. Yeah, and I, th- I thought I was going to say, and I've got a friend who could never get to level two. So I figured I'd show him what it would look like. <laughs> I was waiting for that. So. <laughs> Can you hear me again? Yeah, we can hear you, Curtis. Yeah. Okay. Not sure what happened there. Um, yeah. As well, a, we'll cover that in game on anyway. Yeah. So. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Um, and then there's two YouTube videos here, and these are actually Coco specific or Coco Dragon specific, depending on which one. Um, Atari Vision did one. He posted his favorite five Coco games of all time. Now, uh, a bit of a disclaimer here. I have talked to him a little bit about it because these are actually all Coco one and two games. So I suggested he should make a Coco 3 his top five, what his personal opinion of the best games are. So he's, he's kind of said, yeah, he's going to do that. Okay. So this is actually uh, Coco 1 and 2 games specifically. And I'm not going to go the whole preamble here, but uh, I'll, you can just see what his you know five favorite are. Lunar Rover Patrol? What is that? What is this? This is BC Bill, which is actually a port from the Dragon. I don't remember ever seeing this one. Is this the one where you have to club the cave, cave, the yep. caveman, and you club the women? And yep, that's yeah. the one. Uh, very uh, not politically correct at this point, right? So, yeah. um, but it's you know, time back then, you know, cavemen, you know, cavemen did what cavemen had to do. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and what are those? That is a what cool are those game. Freaking it's... UFOs? What are those yellow saucer-looking things? That's food of some sort. Okay. That's like walking hamburgers. Yeah. Then you get that stork that flies overhead every once in a while to drop off a baby for you. So is this game available somewhere? Yeah, it should be on the archive, I think. I've played it numerous times. It looks cool. I like the animation of the waterfalls and stuff. Is this one you could change the colors on, Nick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, There's there's the stork, yeah. Is the sound coming through okay? No, is it there's, too no there's no sound. Can't hear it. Can you hear it now? Nope. No. I you wonder sure? when that thing disconnected. I wonder if it screwed up the mic setting. Uh, no, but it looks cool. All right, so so move on to the next one. This is cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll just do screens for this. Then. Okay. And what do we have here? Time Bandit. That's a classic. I think we'd all agree. That's one of my favorites too. Yeah. So okay, we'll move on to the next one. We know what Time Bandit looks like. It looks looks like a centipede, millipede type game. Okay, intracolor colorpede. Yeah, this was a good one. Colorpede, awesome. Intracolor. My my favorite of the uh, various various centipede yeah. clones we 
Yep, very uh, very faithful. Including the changing mush or changing mushroom colors, which is one of the few that did it. Yep. Pit stop two. Pit stop two. That was good. Skip all the track selection here, but head to head playing. This was one of my favorites because you could play against somebody. You could ram them off the road, damage the tires, so they yeah. got knocked out of the race or had to go to the pits faster. And they, was, these turns were a little bit more subtle than on the. Uh, <laughs> the <Grand Prix. laughs> oh, that was hilarious! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, gentle, gentle turns. Right. So. Yeah. No, no whiplash effect here. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just a little note here. I I have not done a video on YouTube of this, but I do have this on my Coco DVD of exclusive videos, and this is one of the first times you heard me cursing on uh, on a video. I do it all the time now, but at the time I was trying to be clean. Um, but uh, yeah, I was getting pissed off trying to put more uh, gas in my car. I couldn't figure out how to work the pit stop itself. So I'm like <laughs> cursing and screaming at that part. So um, yeah. Have you have you figured out how to do it properly? You know, no. I was I just it was one of these pick up and play things I tried to do for the video, and I haven't I haven't tried it since. But it's probably worth looking at it this, this would be a good one i think to set up at the fest because it's actually a head-to-head game so that'd be a cool one to have you know two people racing they, against each other yeah true hmm maybe you could demonstrate that one at the show actually that'd be a fun one to demo if they have two joysticks cool all right what's next on his list this is his top five ah shock trooper made the top five yes okay yep Oh, one, one yes. of the better uses of artifact colors too. I mean, he did a really good job because it's detailed. It's not just the 128 virtual mode with a different palette type of artifact. It's right. It's high res. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And 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 they and they did a lot of these like this on the white background, and 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 it looks good, honestly. Yeah, like Touch it, Tomb. They Touch did the Tomb same and a few others, right? So um, it's the kind of inverse of this, and and they made it work. Yeah, I did. And he always f- hovers over the ground. <laughs> so picky. Yep. There's that's there's Nick. Oh, he's hovering over the ground. Nick should have been a movie reviewer in another yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs down. And- yeah. So they, so so these these are this is Atari Visions his top five favorite Coco games. Yeah. Cool. And this is his favorite one of all time, this particular one here. Interesting. It's set in the video. So. And, looks and like, next- it looks like he's got the same crack version that I have where your number of lives is a hieroglyph. So Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, poke, you poke in like 200 lives and then it tries to do a lookup table when he only had the 10 numbers designed, maybe some of the letters. So it's going off into yeah. random memory, fucking whatever out. Yeah, I wonder if there's a non-crack version out there. I have one. Yeah. Uh, Grant Leedy wants to know if the show's over yet. Yes. <laughs> Who cares what Grant thinks? Yeah, and we haven't had um, <laughs> we haven't had retro innovations on here trolling us at all today. So yeah, yeah, cool. it kind of feels lonely and isolated now. Okay, next bit, next next topic. Okay, the next one is another collection of games. Now, this one here is kind of a mix of Dragon and Coco stuff. Um, and this is uh, by a YouTube channel called Laird's Lair. I hadn't heard it before. And he picked uh, his topic was 25 great shoot 'em ups for the Coco and Dragon. Ooh, okay. Some of which are familiar for Coco people, though they might be with or without artifact. And he kind of mixed it up between the two, so it's kind of a bit difficult to tell. 
And what is this one called? Uh, this is one of the Sidab. I don't remember if he has an old scene or not. I guess he doesn't. Oh, this is one where you're kind of going through 3D City and you're shooting all the aliens that are flying by. It's actually part of a series. And it's baddies spelt backwards is the S-E-I-D-D-A-B or whatever it is. And there's a couple games in this series. And this is the one where you're actually driving through a city. Which is This little... is really cool looking. Yeah. And he's got some standard 3D shooters. Side-up attack. Okay. So there's a couple other than the side-up series that are kind of the side same dab, style. Huh? What is this one called? This is a scramble-type clone... That was for the dragon specifically, which is why it's picking non-artifacting palette. Yeah, that looks good, though. Nick's, Nick's favorite palette setting. Yeah. This is known as the Puyan palette. Uh. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can stop at yet before Yan. <laughs> if you ask Nick, I think you just stop after the first syllable. It's the yeah. Poo palette. Poo. But... Huh? It's the Poo palette. Um, <laughs> that looks good, though. Yeah, not bad. It's fairly smooth. The, yeah, the speed is Air good. Air attack. Air yeah. attack. Yeah, he did it different. He actually does the uh, the game first, then he puts the title screen. And here's Astro Blast by Mark Data, but this is kind of like the dragon version. It's straight, non-artifacting, which okay. actually is meant for artifacting. And these are kind of rapid fire here, so they'll be pretty... So all the PAL people feel at home here. Yeah. yeah. Skip out here. Ooh, look at this. Oh, I like the tank where you can steer your shots. That is cool. What is this one called? I'll have to wait till it comes up here. He doesn't have a list ahead of time. That's cool. And the explosions. Yeah, this is good. The sparkle effects. The, the Yeah. It's kind of an advanced version. I remember a game called Sabotage on the Apple II where you had the tank in the middle. And mind you, that one dropped parachutists and stuff to attack you. But uh, you could steer your shots. Blitz. Blitz. Okay. That's an interesting marquee there, too. Ooh, what is this? What the hell? What in God's green earth is this? I think Nick and I were trying to figure out how to play this game, and it's it's kind of weird. Do you remember this one, Nick? Rentis? It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird me, one. We never worked that out. It's making me dizzy. I don't know what the hell it's doing. You're the guy in the lower right. You can see his helmet, and he's firing that gun, and then he has to go collect stuff, and he hops between holes. I, I just saw him when he started moving. Before that, I didn't even see him. I didn't know what the hell he was doing. And that yellow block down there is the gun that he shoots, so. Okay. Uh, okay. Ooh, look at this. 3D. I like whatever that crescent thing was looked pretty cool. Yeah, there's a there's a pretty interesting warp gate you go through here, too. Let's see, fast forward for that. Oh, it's just about there anyway. There's your warp gates coming towards you. You have to steer through. Interesting. And that was a dragon game, too. I don't think that one came here, so that's the one we'd have to fiddle with. That's the uh, setting screen. So this is uh, kind of the same Look setup. Look at that. Did as... you see how he had the two different color modes mixed on the one screen? Yep. Kind of a dragon yeah. fire thing. Yeah. Fire Force. So this is like a... Uh, what's the one that we had like this? Russian Assault. Uh, Russian Assault or Command Assault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is not half bad. This is where the green background looks okay if he's going through a jungle, you know? So you, arg, I'm hit. What is he, a pirate? Uh, <laughs> Arg, I'm hit. Arg. Uh, Another dragon game, but this is a pretty good one. I it mean, actually full- is. Fire Force. I like the, you got the stencil font there, so it's looking kind of military. Yep. This uh, is one you played, I think, way, way back. Uh, yeah, this looks familiar. This this was uh, from a magazine or something, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember if this was, or is this a dragon one? 
that was sold. I can't remember this one. Galacticans or Galacticons or something. Yeah, looks good. The, the dive bombing guys look good. Now, when they dive off the screen, do they just disappear? No, he, he comes back to formation, I see. Yeah, it's a Galaxian's clone that a lot of people probably haven't seen because I think, like you said, it was yeah. either a magazine or it was a uh... Galacticans. Yeah, I do remember playing this one, um, but I'm trying to. I'm, what is this? This almost looks like uh... this is Invaders' Revenge by Ken Callis. I was going to say it, 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 it almost looks like uh, Starship Chameleon. Same author, right? So in this case here, you are what the yellow spaceship, and you're trying to shoot down yep. on the blue thing. Yeah, actually, the blue thing in the bottom is only worth like one point. The blue aliens running across to the lanes are worth a hundred, and the red ones are worth a thousand. Oh, so you're trying to shoot everything? Yeah. So it's kind of like a twist on Space Invaders, you're where, controlling where the you ship. are an invader. Yeah, you're you're the mothership of the invaders trying to attack. Ah, yes, Caterpillar um, attack. This was the first was game I got with my Coco uh, on cassette. Somebody gave me a cassette copy of this when I bought my Coco. Um, yeah, yeah, early comics. No, it's fast pace. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about this one is that the vertical movement was too restrictive compared to the original. Yeah, well, that too, but you could get yeah, you, you, have, you could get a caterpillar stuck in the mushrooms and he would not be able to move. So you could get the game, you could freeze the game in an infinite loop if you wanted to. And you like yeah. get, when you get down to your last head, if you shot the right things, it would he'd just be stuck in between mushrooms and unable to move until you shot him out. Yep, Lunar Lunar Rover Patrol, great game, classic game. Looks a hell of yep. a lot better with the new palettes now. Yes, <laughs> I was just going to mention that. Yeah, I should probably send the guy a link to that. Or so something. far, I like I like all of his collections here. So twenty five good shoot 'em up games for the Coco and Dragon. They're all these are all great selections so far. Here's a here's a Dragon one. Oh, so this is like Moon Cresta with the three different ships. This is like this is really good. This looks a lot like the arcade. Yeah, is the sound is not well? bad. I'm unfortunately can't hear it right now. The but, fonts, uh, the fonts are similar to what they look like in the arcade and everything. If I didn't know any better. I thought this would be an AGD port or something. You know? Yeah, no, really good. Yeah. Keyboard and joystick has a lot of the dragon games. Right? Oh, look at this! Oh, you got hell! Oh. What's the deal with the parachute guys? You have to shoot them too. Shoot. Yeah, them. otherwise they come and attack you. This is very Atari twenty six hundred looking. You know, yeah. um, this this is closer to that sabotage Apple two game I was telling you before. Okay. Before the only difference is that you can move your base on the original Apple two version. You could steer your gun, but you couldn't. Ah, uh, so yeah, they hit the ground and they attack you. Those little parachuting yeah. sons of biscuits. There you go. On the original sabotage uh, too, because your base was fairly high, uh -huh. you'd little parachute guys run across and then hop on each other's shoulders to get up to blow up your. <laughs> Ooh, what is this like a lunar lander retreat to space so what is he doing i don't know this is one i had not seen before so uh, for a minute i thought it was a, like a lunar lander style game but look it's got the gravity of lunar lander okay yeah but it's got some stuff to shoot too so okay <laughs> So, it's like, so I don't know if it's like, uh, like a space shoot 'em up that just happens to have gravity effects that makes yeah. it your a lot more complicated or yeah, a hell of a lot more complicated. Yeah, Planet Conquest by Craig Carmichael, huh? Interesting. Ah, yes, Polaris. Now, Still, out of all the the missile command clones we had, and there's a few missile attack and yeah. defense and a few others. This is by far the best. Yeah. Now yeah. I wonder if this was the version that changed colors too. 
It, yeah, because the one patch Thanks. version was stuck on the original color set. And the original, every two screens, every third screen, I should say, it changed the palettes and you went through all of the colors, both modes. Yeah, and a lot of different variations of those colors. Um, yeah, like Polaris, TRS-80 Color Computer presents Polaris. Oh, this is neat. This is, looks yeah. like a Defender-style game. Sort of. It's it's loosely based in Defender. It's Protectors by uh, Tom X. Okay. Pretty cool scrolling. Yep. Looks good. I'm not sure if I should be fast-forwarding these, which is, which is pretty quick anyway. So Yeah. Tom Mix Software Presents Protectors. Yeah. Cool. By Ron Beatty. What is this? Is this Quasar Commander? Yeah. Very first 3D yeah. space game we ever had. Yeah. On the Coco. This is not quite as good as having a blast with the new Math Tutor, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it did run in 4K, though, so there yeah. was that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me, anything that had a Tie Fighter-looking spaceship, you, it was it was good good enough for me. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, and and the author uh, Robert Kilgus, I mean, he did a ton of 3D stuff: Dino Wars, um, skiing, Quasar Commander. So he actually must have known math, as yeah, Nick and I would say. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? This is one I had seen before. I think this is a Dragon one too. If this I looks correctly. really good with that blue background. Now here's yeah. here's the thing though you see you see you see how clearly we can see the contrast between like the navy blue and the kind of maroon red. This only looks this good now with modern digital displays and emulators. On the old TVs, the red and blue they were they didn't really pop of you know they didn't really contrast each other very well. Yeah, yeah, when you had red on blue or blue on red, it was really hard to really see one from the other. Oh yes, what was this one called? This is like the. Um, Robotech. Robotech. Robo, Robotech. This is like the Robotron clone. Super yep. good game. Is he running this in a double speed? Because that's freaking fast. No, that's... That's how fast the game was? Yep. Save the people. Oh, too late. Yeah, Intracolor, I, I think they had mostly hits. I'm not sure. Maybe they had one or two misses, but almost yeah, all the games... The one Grand Prix game with the whiplash steering was the only really bad one. Yeah. Oh, there's the brains. Cool. Intracolor. Yeah, so this is a different Berserk style game. Yeah, this is Android Attack, formerly Ro- or is this formerly Crown from Spectral. Yeah, this one actually did have the speech. I can't remember if he's running. This the is the one that said "coward." Right? Yeah, it had a bit of a lisp. It was really bad sounding. Yeah, and, and you had treasures to pick up, and you can jump and duck. And if you let the debris sit around too long, it'll turn into a little ghost that can go through walls. And what oh, what the hell was yeah. the gauge on the bottom? I don't even know what the hell that gauge was. That was your energy level and your shield, basically. Okay, robot battle. Okay, yes, great game. Is this oh, like a battle zone? Battle zone. Battle zone yeah. yeah, this is the the dragon one called Rommel's Revenge. We also had Rommel 3D, which is put out by uh, Mictron slash Computer Shack. And I, honestly, the dragon one's better. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, this is good. This is really good. It's got the saucers and everything else too, which is cool. There, he did use the palette switching thing again too. Well, scramble. Yeah, this is like, scramble with a K. With a K. Lawsuit. They got away with that. Apparently. <laughs> How come Berserk didn't get away with the S? 
Hey, Tony Capellini has met somebody at uh, VCF West that he said we might want to talk to. He's got uh, some type of that the retro shield thing that Mikey was showing off. He's got one for the Arduino that does a sixty-eight oh nine. Oh, okay. How much is left in this? Because this is actually my last. Yeah, I don't story. know. If the, I don't know if this would happen now or if this would be for a future one. But I just that's just cool that he made that he made that connection. Um, okay, nice Space Invaders clone. This is no Nick Morenti's game, but still pretty good. Yep, this is Color Invaders by Spectre, which I think was the first Space Invaders clone we had. Oh, Rob Inman's yep. trying to get in. Nobody's watching the uh, the panel here. Sorry, Rob Inman. <laughs> oh, I'm watching the show. Sorry. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I shouldn't. I didn't get a pop up. Usually, I get a pop up. Yeah, I remember this oh, one. The, the Force. Yeah. The Force. Yeah. What a crock of. But it, because is, it was a fake Star Wars game, I still loved it as a kid. But this is a crock of crap when it comes to <laughs> what it actually is, as far as a and game. And it's actually a clone of an arcade game too. Yeah. So. An old black and white one from like seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. Yeah, the funny thing is, as far as an official Star Wars game in the arcade, the Atari Star Wars, that vector game, that didn't come out to like 83 or something, Three? Yeah. right? So, after, so, uh, um, after Return of the Jedi, if I remember. Yeah, so um, before then, Whirly Bird Run, great game, Scram- great scamble. My, my favorite by Fire Scramble, and the fact that on cassette, they crammed all five levels into 16K. Just amazes me to this yeah, day. Yeah, scrolling is great. The speed is good. Um, yeah, great game. Yeah. And that's it. That's a great video. Did you have? Is the do we have the links to that? We should put the links in the description. I should have done that. Um, I, I did post um, the yeah. link. The, other, the check's with all the okay. links in. So when I edit this later and you want to watch the replay, I should have the link to that video. Unless you want to, if you can copy and paste it now and put it in the live chat just for those watching. That's a great video. 25 good shoot 'em ups on the Coco. Um, and not only is it probably worth watching, but a lot of these games are probably worth playing. And um, so, cool. Those were all Coco 1 and 2, which is kind Yeah, of... and Dragon. Right. Okay. So Curtis just posted that in the YouTube chat. Um,. Cool. And what I'll do is I'm going to copy and paste that. And um, yeah, the show notes I posted in Discord earlier actually has the links for all the stories in there if you yeah. wanted to. Okay. I'm going to post it in the restream chat so it'll make its way over to Facebook too. Or it should. Okay. Uh, there we go. All right. So that's showing up on the Facebook stream too. Anybody watching us on Facebook, if you want to grab that, you can check that out. Uh, cool. Cool news segment. All right. So we are uh, we have a game on segment, right? I believe so. Okay. So what we'll do, what we'll do is we'll take one more commercial break and then we'll come back with a game on. Hopefully Rob Inman's back and then we'll see if we have anything, any more sights and sounds. Rob, Rob or Mikey, can you guys hear us? All right. Well, we'll find out after the break. All right. So we're going to take a commercial break here. You are, you're done sharing uh, everything, Curtis. Yeah, I did have some other uh, notes of segments we could do depending if certain people were here. Okay. Um, we we never did talk about the show that Jason Kokoman yes, yes, last week. Yes, which I have so, the video for. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was hoping that one of the guys that actually has one of Ed Snyder's new keyboards, like Paul Shoemaker, Scott Wentz, if some, one of those people were on it, we would be lovely to hear the, what they actually think since they actually have it in their hands. How does it type, et cetera? I don't think anybody in the panel has one yet, though, so we'll skip that till later. Um. 
And then there's been that discussion about using CBASIC versus ML basic uh, compilers that Bruce Moore, Diego Brisa, David Lord, Richard Kelly have all been working on the various ones. And I, w- I was hoping if we got to had a couple of them on, it would be interesting to hear their stories of what the differences between the two compilers are, how compatible they are, what's the performance like between the two of them, if, if, if one has advantages doing certain things over the other. But we can save that for later, too, because I don't think any of those people are on the Okay, yeah, maybe if we ever have another uh, coding talk after dark, that'd be a good uh, time to do that. Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break, and then we'll be back, and then we're going to um, hopefully have our Game On segment with Nick Morentes. And hopefully have some more footage from VCF West. And then we'll, uh, yeah, I do have the video from Jason from the event that he was at. Um, I for, he told me what it's called and I forgot. Uh, Jason, are you still there? Okay. Well, more after these words. We'll be back, folks. Thanks for the news there, Curtis Boyle. Yep. This Christmas, Tandy has a very special offer. A family color computer pack to take away at a very special price. This family computer comes complete with software and costs an incredible $449, a saving of $241.69. It's powerful, educational, and ideal for the young and young at heart. The easy way to start computing. The color computer family pack from Tandy. Get it while it's hot. Tandy, the biggest electronic store in Australia. As you start your journey to Coco Fest, you notice the road ahead is littered with rogue furniture. You realize you are driving on the Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. The new game for the Tandy Color Computer 1, 2, and 3. Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. Stunning low-resolution visuals. Digital to analog converted sound. 100% machine language and basic. What are they saying about <laughs> Nightmare Highway? Nightmare Highway. Steve B. York says, of all the games released this year, this is one of them. Elkert S. Boyle says, this will not be on my site. Nick Marionette says, crikey, look at the size of that crop. Get your complimentary copy of Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. At cancanmakeit.com. If you got it for free, you paid too much. <laughs> Coming soon. All situations depicted in this trailer actually happened. This true story has been anonymized to protect the guilty. Starting in the dead of winter, a group of bored teenagers blew stuff up, learned code cracking, learned phone freaking, hijacked and hacked. No system was safe. No one could catch them, or so they thought. story at the dawn of the internet system hacked 
All right. Well, we are back and um, at the dawn of the Internet. Right. Um, cool stuff. And by the way, it's no longer coming soon. That is out. So systemhacked.gracenote.ca will get you to where you can get it as an Apple book or as a Kindle book, I believe. Um, Grant Leedy says, please, no coding after dark. I don't want to fall asleep while driving. Um, all right, Grant. Well, we appreciate the words of encouragement there. Nick Morentes, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. All right. Well, we're going to do a game on intro here, and then we'll go ahead and... Um, are you going to screen share? Are you just going to talk? Uh, well, I was just going to talk. Um, I don't know if there's any need to, to play the, the blog video. I could just say what I've, I'm done, I guess. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do the intro, and then we'll get into our game on segment. All right. All right, it's time for Game On with Nick Marionettes. We're going to talk about making games, playing games, all that good stuff. All right, Nick Marentes, take it. Which, by the way, I, 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 have, I have the Gunstar video up because this segment is showing oh, yeah. this screen. So should I go ahead and play it? Well, it's up to you. Um, or would well, you... okay, I'll... Uh, well, I'll explain what I've done first, uh, I guess. Um, the latest installment of Gunstar is to add uh, level two. So the next level from what people have seen so far, which is the, the scene where you're flying over the Earth cityscape. Uh, now you're in space on your way to the alien homeworld. Um, but before you can get to the alien homeworld, the idea is to find the jump gate to basically um, uh, warp you to the alien homeworld. So in level two, we see us flying through space, lots of asteroids on the screen, um, and uh, your goal is to try uh, collect the code that's required to activate the jump gate. So I guess the jump gate is an alien technology, and for you to use it, you've got to work out the alien code um, to um, warp to the alien homeworld. So much of level two is spent doing that. I guess we could play the video and just... Well, I am playing it right now. So I'm playing the video, but if you want to do your own voiceover and not the video voiceover, that would Oh, be. okay. Um, oh, Try you are. Okay. So we know it's you. Well, pl- play, the, play the video. It's probably better, yeah. All right, well, I'll do that. Well, just give us a quick crikey, and then we'll we'll go ahead. And oh, crikey, you're going to play the video. All right. <laughs> All right nice loading bar. Very good sport. <laughs> Was it a week's, oh, week's so worth of work? <laughs> at least. Okay, so this is, <laughs> this is the title page. Gunstar, The Battle for Earth, designed and programmed by some idiot from down under. Hey, and we'll, he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> Got that right. Yeah, we're starting the game. Prepare for battle. That's cool. Stars, asteroids. The main goal in this level is to activate the Stargate uh, to get to the alien home world. So the green boxes you see at the bottom of the screen is where you have to construct the alien code. There's three. Uh, alien glyph, glyph characters that you've got to um, construct 
which will then grant you access to the gate and warp you to the alien home world. Um, coming down the screen are several green boxes and as you shoot those green boxes the characters, the alien glyphs in those boxes change and you've got to get the character in those boxes to match the character that's flashing in the bottom boxes. Once you match them it activates that number and moves on to the next one. Once you've got all four characters it then switches to the second uh, coded number and then after that there's a third coded number. So there's three alien codes that you've got to <laughs> Clear <as> um, <laughs> fulfill oh, that's to cool. activate that the, uh, yeah. the jump gate to the alien home world. Excellent. And uh, you can see a little bar graph to the left of those um, windows and there, as you progress they're changing from red to green to let you know how far you've got to go to unlock the code. Ah, sure. okay. Um, it's a little tricky. I'm still trying to fine-tune it. It's, uh, That's a good idea. It, it's uh, a little bit complicated. I'm trying to simplify it. Um, you've got, in this level, you've not only got to work out the codes, um, you've also got to avoid aliens which are flying around, shooting at you. You've got to be careful not to collide into asteroids. So there's a few things to keep you busy. Um, but eventually, uh, if you persevere, you will get that code and that will then allow you access to level three, which will be the next level I'll do after this level. Okay. Um, and that's about it for now. Uh, I've tried to create a parallax star field in the background. That looks good. Um, and your asteroids in front of it. That looks good. It's not too bad. It's fairly smooth. Yeah, you can see yeah. me there. I'm, I'm shooting and as I hit each of those green boxes, they cycle through the different alien um, characters or glyphs. And yeah. it, it can get pretty hectic at times. Yeah, I, like, I like how there's something else to do besides shooting the aliens, which you've already yeah, done plenty of in level one. That's right. Level one, you get plenty of aliens to shoot. Uh, this one, you, you've got the goal of actually uh, working out the, the code to get to the uh, alien homeworld itself. Are there less aliens on this level? There, there, are, are? Uh, there are a few less because, because the screen is very congested with um, asteroids and you're pretty busy trying to work this code out as well. So I thought... I don't want to um, overtax the player, so I, I, I'm just going to have to keep playing this and trialing it, try to mm -hmm. make sure it's not too complicated or frustrating to play. But um, one more, it's not code. too hard. Once you work out the pattern or the technique to uh, the, to gather the codes, it it can be done fairly easily. And that's it for this. Episode. Uh, there you go. Yeah, so that's it there. So as you can see, I've got the asteroids um, moving around there. And, of course, the asteroids, uh, you can't hit them. Uh, the strange thing is that you you can't um, be hit by the asteroids, but, of course, the aliens uh, can just fly all over them. 
That's uh, <laughs> that seems unfair. Hey, it's fiction. <laughs> yeah. they're, on, they're on a they're on a higher plane, right? So they're yeah, flying yeah, above. That's right. <laughs> also, should mention if you go to the blog entry on Nick's site, there he has redesigned the layout of the screen for that level a little bit, so the more up to date ones on the website. Yeah, I, I have done some changes. So th- this level is just a matter of me playing it, just to work out what parts yeah. are too complicated and all that. So I've done some changes already to that to, to that version on the video, and it'll probably continue as as. Yeah, uh, I like that. I like the whole idea of having to cycle through the symbols and you know. Match up the symbols. Now, if you wanted, if you wanted to be a real a hole, you can make it where if you if you picked up run one wrong symbol, it would reset the whole pattern, and you'd oh, have to start over. Awesome. <laughs> Stevie, you're not and, that good. And I, I did think of that. I did think of that, but then I going by the feedback with Popstar Pilot. No, <laughs> or, or even even the Mastermind mini game in Gate Crasher. That was too confusing for some people. <laughs> so As it I is, I'm thinking you can stop developing right now because I'm never going to see level three. Yeah. <laughs> Level two, I think. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite a a a skill trying to to work the correct and difficulty level of a game. But you know, back in the the day when we were all young and and or we and had better reflexes, yeah, I probably would have made the game harder back then. But uh, yeah, the feedback I've got from Star Pilot is no, no, we're a bunch of old farts now playing. Games so. cataracts, arthritis. We can't do this stuff anymore. And, and Stevie shouldn't be able to provide feedback on level two of any game, right? He wants to make it harder. These are really the same. Ironic. These are the same people that need those guardrails put up when they go bowling too, so they don't get a gutter ball, right? So you know all about bumper bowling, don't you, Steve? Uh, so, yeah, so it's coming along. Um, I'm about to take another another break from Gunstarter. Do another project uh, at the moment so <laughs> that'll probably be another week delayed before i get back into it uh terry Good, terry steen get... says that these aliens should have reconsidered their <laughs> defense system completely <laughs> so yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean so. it wasn't an alien dialect so uh you know that, yeah that that was it was a security through obscurity because who speaks alien anyways right so yeah um yeah Oh, well, these aliens are a bit dumb. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It like, gives me time to get my 63 That's, that's like, like, like Nick Rota saying, the Death Star had the same vulnerability twice. <laughs> you'd think, you'd think if the exhaust port was the Achilles heel, then why not do something about that exhaust port? So, uh, <laughs> that's right. Not to, not to mention the fact that the, uh, the Empire have bad uh, shooters. I mean, the number yeah. of lasers that they fire yeah. at, at Luke and none of them hit the target. <laughs> yes, laser. Uh, Ken, Ken Reichard uh, is asking if this will be re- released in time for Christmas this year. Oh. It's a really uh, Christmas. I think I'd rather aim for the next Coco Fest, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you could do like what Kenner you could do like what Kenner did with the Star Wars action figures. They weren't ready in time for Christmas, so everybody got a cardboard cutout with pictures of what the action <laughs> figures would look like and that they'd get eventually. So <laughs> it'll it'll be ready in time for a Christmas. Yes. Just not not yeah, which yeah, one. There you go, kids. Stare at this cardboard for about nine months. That'll hold you over. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think Christmas might be uh, a bit pushing it, considering I keep adding things all the time. And you have all these <laughs> side projects. So uh, and my side projects, yeah. yeah so 
So really, I'm producing a lot of stuff. It's just I'm not producing that one thing that people yes. are waiting for. <laughs> yes, yes. So Terry Steen says you should consider running a programming training camp at the next Co- at the next Coco Fest. So, um, <laughs> or a game playing training camp. How to yeah. get to level two? How to get, How to, to, level get to level two? <laughs> uh, good, stuff, good stuff. Pilot technical um, guide. Okay, our VCF guys. Are you still ah. there? Mikey, Rob Inman. Do either of you copy? Mm. Okay. Well, I got an idea. How about doing a cheap semi-graphics knockoff of a game where you go through a forest of snowmen? Could you possibly do that <laughs> and have it in time for Christmas? So, <laughs> oh, I could have that ready in a week. <laughs> you had a prick. <laughs> I'll, do it, I'll do it in OS9. <laughs> in OS9, RSB, right? So, uh, I don't know if we lost our California feed. I'm not sure if the satellite uplink is <clears throat> what's going on there. Um, all right. Well, we've had news. We've had a we've had a segment. Um, what else? What else we need to talk about? I have I have a couple of things I wanted to follow up on the tail end of of last week's show, but I want to see if you guys have. Is there anything we haven't spoken about? Because we're under three hours. So um, it is summer. It is summer. Yeah. Uh, so, do anybody else have anything they want to talk about this week for this week's show? Anything you want to discuss? Get out there. Uh, the silence is killing me. Um, well, do we want to roll the footage from we Cleveland? Can, we, can, we... we can do yeah. that. Yeah, let's do that. So let me just say one thing. So I wanted, <clears throat> when we when you guys were wrapping up your um, discussions on Coco Memories, favorite Coco Memories, um, there was one more I wanted to share, and I was trying to get in and, and uh, towards the tail end, but it sounded like Steve was in a hurry to, to end the show. So I was like, well, if you're, in a, you're trying to save time, I'll just I'll save it. But I had another memory. So um, And it has to do with the schools that I went to. So when I was in, well, back then it was called junior high, but they, I think they call it middle school now. But back then in junior high, you know, the Apple II came out, and that was our computer class. So the computer class were run on Apple IIs, you know. And this is where my disdain for Apple people goes back to is, you know, junior high school. All of a sudden, the one or two kids who were able to have an Apple II at home were really snooty. And I've always not liked Apple people since then. But um, They were rich. Yeah. So, so, you know, I kind of, throughout high school, in junior high school, the Apple II kind of dominated the South Florida public school system. And, um, the, but the, 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 the takeaway from this was, and, and I was always telling the instructors, you know, I got my color computer at home and the things I can do in that thing could run circles around this Apple. I could do things in basic that are just would blow your mind. You know, of course, nobody believed me. Well, after, like maybe the year after I actually graduated from high school, the junior high school that was all Apple they switched to Color Computer 2s. So now the computer lab was all Coco 2s. And they actually asked me to come back and talk to the class about the Color Computer. So now I'm kind of like the alumnist, and I'm the Coco 2 expert, the Color Computer expert. So I came to class, I showed them, and, and at that time, there was the game in Rainbow that had some machine language code where you had like the four different screens that were scrolling in four directions at once and Very stuff. Marathon. Yeah, and so I had brought that into class and showed them that. 
And everybody was blown away. Like, oh, my God, this isn't basic. This is so cool. And the things you could do. And I was showing off, like, my demos and showing off, like, Musica and all the stuff you could do at the Coco. So it was kind of cool, even though it happened a year after I finally left high school. But for the Coco's revenge to kind of happen in the school, got the Coco's, and I was able to show the class and the teachers just how awesome it was. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is so much better than the Apple and all this other stuff. So that was definitely a shining moment in my one of my Coco memories. Um, so let me find uh, Jason's. Now, Jason, what is the name of this event again? Remind me. You told me and I forgot. Uh, yes, I've told you, and I forgot. It's the uh, it was the Cleveland CCAC show, and the CCAC stands for Classic Console and Arcade Gaming. Okay, and no, it, I don't know how that. But CCAG. I'm sorry, it's right. hard to read. It's very, it's a very odd, it's a very odd font that they use. But eh, anyway, right. as soon as somebody starts to say Cleveland, I almost am waiting for you to say Steamer. But we are just going to leave it at that, and I'm going to bring this video over here to the screen here where zoom is and then if you want to at any time um you want me to pause it so you can explain what we're looking at or what's going on like the first thing i see here this looks like a pc in a suitcase have i got that right uh that that's what it appeared to be to me it's, you know you're, that's 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 one heck of a luggable a there. luggable with the screen though but it's got a flat panel screen Right. Uh, there's your power supply, there's your motherboard, there's your hard drive, you got your IDE cables. It's just, um, yeah. Had, uh, I think they were playing Duke Nukem on there. Yeah, I'll turn the volume down just a little bit. Yep, man, that's a PC in a case. In a suitcase. Dude, oh, two. Yeah, two. There's a there's a Nintendo sixty four. I think this was the testing table oh, for the organization that put this on testing and repair. Okay. Um. So there, yeah. There's some uh, fifty two hundred. Atari fifty two hundred, a Sega yeah. Genesis with the Genesis two with the CD, Sega CD. Mm -hmm. Terry Steen says that's Maxwell Smart's laptop. <laughs> uh, that's a PlayStation, Sega Saturn. There's a soldering station for Curtis. There you go. So he wants to curl his hair. Yeah, this looked like a pretty large event, too. Some upright arcades there. Yeah, this was like an uh, indoor, uh, in, yeah, indoor soccer complex, complete with fake, uh, fake uh, grass. I don't recognize the marquee. Pac-Man, Space Invaders. Multicade. Playing uh, Joust. Ultracade. Powered by Quantum 3D, huh? Hmm. Evidently. Is there a quantum computer in there? Vanguard. What a great game that was. And here's a, what a arcade one-up. The three. It's just not the same. You know what I mean? When you look at the size of that cabinet next to that cabinet. Right. Uh... And there was a table right there that was a, podca a podcast there at one point, but okay. uh, they were gone by then. I wonder how people do selling Funko Pops at these events. I wonder if they sell a lot of them. I see a lot of the people selling these things. Um, a real there was definitely a lot of them for sale. Yeah, real pinball machine. 
can't wait for the Stevie Stroh Funko Pop. Yeah, right. Oh, look, at there's some arcade, um, the marquees. So if you're doing yeah. your own cabinets and stuff, they had like parts for that. That's cool. So lots of uh, lots, lots of, of console stuff, yeah, lots and then uh, comic books or look like magazines or what the hell? Okay, Sega uh, Genesis games. Yeah, but this was the Commodore table. Commodore cable, eighty dollars for a Commodore sixty four C. That's not bad, and it works. What's the deal on the Commodore 64C? Was it any less of the machine? Did it have a different SID chip or something? Or what was the deal nah. on that one? Was it just cost reduction? I don't know. Cost reduced, I think, yeah. Okay. Same SID chip? I think so, yeah. I like this machine here. And I think you got some good zooming in on this little CRT. But what was this? This is the yep. portable Commodore Luggable with a built-in color monitor and keyboard and a floppy drive all in one. What were they called? SX64. Yeah, okay, yeah. And so some of the guys in the Florida Retro Club have these. Um, and then, of course, it had to compass it out so you could put a real monitor on there. I'm waiting for that uh, monitor to come tumbling off that SS. Yeah, right? It looks like something. No, he's got, that, he's, got uh, a, he's got a paperback book under there to stabilize it. It should be fine. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, that legit. Paperback shock absorber. Yeah. It could be worse. You could be plugging a multi-pack into a multi-pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this Geos. I saw a picture. This. See, look, that's a pretty clear picture there of that CRT, but I think he comes down here and gets a close-up of this one, too. That's pretty yeah. sharp for that small CRT, you know. High dot pitch. Think of floppy disks. David Ladd would be happy. There's your GEOS. What does it stand for? Graphical Environment Operating System or something like that? Sure. It's the, one of the first, first shells. What, what did the property stand for? I don't remember. It's something like that. And it was actually a cross-platform. It was on the Atari ST. And... Yeah. It was kind of like uh, G Shell, right? It was just really a launcher, right? It wasn't really an operating system, yep. right? Okay. So oh, here we've got some pretty cool artwork here, some prints and stuff. That's cool. A good mixture of stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this is stuff you don't see at just Cocoa Fest, you know? Um, so I like so I like to see some of these other type events to see a mixture of different uh, things, different systems and artwork and collectibles and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Hey, there's a female, uh, female sighting. So, uh, yep. Another female. There's some kids. So some of these nerds are reproducing. So uh, that's a good sign, right? So this is actually the digital dinos booth. Okay, uh, yep. He was at the first handy assembly. Yep, he was. Uh, he said he was there last year too, uh, okay. Tom. And I guess he's planning on uh, attending this year. Okay. This was my favorite booth just because they had candy. <laughs> yeah, what are those little Snickers bites or something? Yeah, uh, all kinds of fun. So there's Tom. All kinds of fun size stuff. There's the uh, that's a, oh that's on a IBM XT playing uh, Load Runner. Mm-hmm. Frogger on a TR side there. Yeah. It's yeah. an Apple II GS there on the right. Yeah, an Apple II GS, just to the left of that, it's an Atari 800. Yeah, I think I couldn't figure out how to start the Frogger game. I think I tried. I just like, I don't know. A little orange button will fix it. 
the orange <laughs> button. <laughs> yeah. I gave up on that. I'm like, I don't remember what button. Space bars usually. Uh-oh. Okay. There's your Atari 800 playing Galaxian or something like that. Look like some type of space stars in the back. Yeah, look kind of Galaxian-ish back there. More candy. Candy. Oh, it's missing a keyboard. I'm missing a key there. Ah, yes. It's Snyder. Where are you? <laughs> this is my favorite booth because, you know, they have candy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good-looking Galaxian on that Atari. Gyrus. Yeah, there's uh, Alex Kidd on the... Oh, that's uh, At Games. Okay, that's, a, that's an original bread, bread box uh, Commodore 64, huh? I do believe, yes. Yeah, so this is the At Games cheap yeah. rip-off. Section. Yeah, those are... Yeah. Okay, see right there? Yeah, that's a Vetrix. You just passed a Vetrix, like, way too yeah, quickly. Well... Yeah, we'll we'll circle back to that okay, later. So. <laughs> PS. A lot of different systems represented. Yeah, all all, all yeah, kinds of stuff. Yeah, there's a, a, a Super Nintendo cartridges and all kinds of stuff. All those cartridges were for sale, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. this is cool here. This is a digital pinball machine. So that whole that whole thing there. That's a that's a, like a flat panel, right? Like an LCD. I do believe so, yeah. Yeah, so this yeah. whole thing, this is like a main cabinet for a pinball machine. So it can it can virtually be any pinball machine you want. It's got the bumpers and the and everything else on it, you know. So one of the guys in the Florida Retro Club has one of these. I was supposed to go see it at an after party, but I was a little too burned out after the, uh, after the thing. Um, yeah, no, that's really cool. Stone Age Gamer. Okay, so this is a guy selling uh, cartridges. Okay, that's cool. Oh, wow. Second Genesis cartridges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this, this makes my mouth water here. I would love to buy. I'm, I'm still on my wish list as a Genesis to have a physical Sega Genesis. I think I have a box full of them somewhere. Yeah, this is cool here, too. The Coleco. You guys remember these? Yeah. yeah. I have a Pac-Man one. Yeah, I have mine. I have a Pac-Man one that doesn't work, and then I've, I, I acquired a uh, Frogger one that doesn't work. Now, there's... There's a group on Facebook for these where somebody has basically taken the shell now, reproduced the shell, and so they're making like little mini MAME cabinets out of these things with like a, a like basically a Raspberry Pi and a and an LCD screen. So they're taking this shell and making it look like all different types of cabinets and making it kind of like a a multi-cade. Um, oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. So and this is something that would appeal to me. Because yep. the, the 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 thing that's smaller than this, they they had them that they're selling for like twenty bucks a piece. They were called the tiny arcades, but they're like really small and not really, you know, that practical to play on. And they're twenty bucks a pop, and they only really had one or two games unless you hacked them, right? So to have something like this, where it's basically a main cabinet and you can play, you know, virtually everything, uh, and it's a decent sized screen, that that to me is a little bit more playable than those little ones, you know. Yeah, that's the Pac-Man that I have, but mine doesn't turn on. And one of these days, I'll maybe open it up and see if I can figure out if it's just crusty contacts or something. Got some Ataris. It was at TI-99 there, and I, I found out later from someone that the tan ones like that have some problems with, like, copy-protected games. And the desirable one is the uh, the, uh, the, the silver the and black silver one. one. Okay. Now, that's the Bally Arcade. A- yeah, Astrocade. That's Astrocade. Cool. That's... Early one. That's... Pretty uncommon to find 
physical copies of these in the wild, I would imagine, right? And I, I saw several of them there. I had never seen one in person. I'd only heard of it. So I was, yeah, yeah, there the, were several at the show. Yeah, there was a handful. Like, they have Wizard of War on here that was almost spot on, like the arcade version. So this was a, you know, Bally, who makes, you know, made a lot of games. Made arcade games. You know, made arcade games. They made this console, and I don't know why it didn't do weller than it did. Um, and it was kind of overshadowed by the Atari 2600, which didn't, graphically was didn't seem to be as good, but... Uh, maybe it came out too soon and the world wasn't ready for it. I'm not sure why it didn't take off. Um, but I've seen some YouTube videos of a number of games for this thing, and they look really, really good for the for the platform. Thirty two X biggest waste of technology ever. Um, yeah. There's a Vectrix Vectrix yeah, cartridges. Vectrix cartridges. Now these these maybe are these some newer brew games or are these original old ones? I'm not that familiar enough with the Vectrex to know. Yeah. Okay, here's another Bally Arcade. That's a good that's a good looking box there as far as this being in good physical condition. Odyssey 2, Magnavox, another really good system. Is that the one that had this the, the Munchkin game that was kind of like a Pac-Man game? Yeah. <clears throat> right, and that was like the only good game for it. Mm. I, I never had that game. I don't yeah. think I have my Odyssey 2 anymore. It, it had a couple of games that weren't too bad. But now, yeah, this was, is interesting here, too, because they were they were looking to make a new Atari after the 7800. I forgot what it was going to be called. And I don't think Atari ever produced it, but it did show up in this series Tele Video Arcade, too. So this... Wasn't, this, like, that, wasn't that like the Atari 2800 or something? Something like be? that, yeah. Yeah, I've got a I've got a Tele Games Light Sixer cabinet. It's got the wood grain on it and everything. Yeah, so that's the uh, trackball. That's the trackball module for the ColecoVision. It had the holders here to put your two controllers on here, and you had a trackball. I think it came with one game, which was like, oh, that's is this the Atari trackball? Never mind. That looks like the ColecoVision one. There's the box right no. there. So that's yeah, Atari fifty two hundred. Okay, yeah, ColecoVision had one like this too. Yeah, that that that's not the Atari one there. That's that that is something else. I think the box is just behind oh, the, it. Okay, so oh, I see. Yeah, that box is different. So maybe this is the Coleco one. I think okay. so. Yeah, ColecoVision. Yeah, it is ColecoVision controller one, controller two, and I think the game that came with it was like a snake game or something. Um, and I'm not sure many other games supported it. It'd be interesting to see if like Centipede would or something. You know. Now, what is, what is this? That is an Atari XE uh, without a keyboard. Okay, is this somewhat rare? I don't think it's all that rare, but there seems to be a lot on eBay lately without keyboards for some reason. Okay. But I guess it was a computer slash video game system. It was another one of the Atari line. I don't have one. That's something I'd like to add to my collection at some point. Okay. Mikey, are you guys back? We had lost you for a while. I apologize for the noise. No, that's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm back if you want me. No, okay. Well, we're finishing up a video with Jason, but I'm glad you're back. So hope, we'll get to you hopefully uh, in just a few. Um, we're looking at the uh, Cleveland. What was it again? <laughs> and a whole See, bunch of cla- classic, classic console and retro gaming. Arcade in Cleveland. You don't even know retro arcade. arcade. <laughs> yeah, it's such it's such a name. It just rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> 
CCAGSCFRP. Okay, so this is a this is a super compact Super Nintendo. This is kind of like the PS ones that came out later, kind of cost reduction models. There's the Vetrix with no software on it. Yep. There was actually the uh, video game store in Springfield. I went there after Tandy Assembly, and they had a Vectrex uh, set up for sale. And it's kind of an overview. It's it's a it was quite a large event, and by this point, it was a lot less crowded. When I first got there, it was really packed; you couldn't move. But honestly, this is more people than you would get at a Cocoa Fest. There's more than 120 people here, even in this situation, right? So, and it's thinned out quite a bit. Yeah. So this yeah, is Fest is one one piece of hardware. This is yeah, kind no, of, I no, I get it, but I mean, this is kind of just showing that there is a pretty good, you know, on, on a national level, there's there's a good interest in people who want to come out. There's a thriving retro community. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah, thriving retro community. People want to come out and see. Um, I'm I just realized too, I'm still showing game on down here on the lower third, which doesn't need to be here. Technically, this would be considered an event, and I don't know if I have a thing for event, so we'll just call this news. Um, anyways, yeah, so there's a lot of people here, and... Um, oh, Retro's big. Yeah. I did give Tom a hard time. He's like, you got a TRS-80 model, uh, four or three or whatever it was there. It was a, but where's the cocoa? Okay. As seen on Ben Heck's custom... Uh, whatever. This isn't a. This is a Ben Heck custom Atari twenty six hundred portable. This is made of real wood. That's cool. And it's got a screen, and it's got a four directional D pad and uh, and fire button select. So this is kind of cool. It's almost like a uh, what do they call that thing now? The Switch, like the Nintendo Switch, but it's a portable, homemade portable that plays physical Atari cartridges. That's pretty cool. There's a handful of them, huh? Different. Homemade kind of portables. Yeah, I thought so that was interesting. Asked, what did he say when he asked about Coco stuff? Look at this. Had, had, did you were you aware of this? Johnson and Johnson, the people who make baby products, presents tooth protectors video game. I had heard <laughs> of it before. It's it's pretty rare. <laughs> yep. Made in Taiwan. I've heard of it before too. Um. Yeah. That's, that's like an up game that came out years ago. Spot. Uh, the Pink Panther, is that a rare one, too? That is something that was never released, and it, from what I've been reading, it required like a special cartridge, so it's, uh, it's not very easy to emulate or something there. So there was, okay. I guess there were a few reproductions made, but okay. uh, they were quite expensive. So I saw, again, here, this UltraVision Karate with the handle on it. I'm assuming these are all very uncommon cartridges that we're looking here. That's why they're... Right, that's why they're in the case. I'm, yeah. I guess that's why I took a look at the... Like, I only heard of some of this stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Answer Software Corporation presents a video game for the Atari 2600 system. Uh, Malagai, for one or two players, help Commander Harrington Cragg of the Starship Endless Search escape a hot pursuit of Malagai, a game that offers different playing speeds and strategy levels that is sure to challenge your mind and skills. Get ready to enjoy a Action, uh, this, get ready to enjoy the action. This is the first of Answer Software's new and exciting series of video game cartridges designed specifically for user programmability. Copyright 1983, Answer Software Corporation, huh? Right, right when the crash happened. Yeah, right? 
All right. Congratulations, Stevie. You passed the vision test. Yes. I, <laughs> video computer system portable. Interesting stuff. Now, this looks like some 5,200 cartridges, some 2,600 cartridges. Um, and television computer module. We talked about this, right? So this is something that was produced but never sold to turn your television into a home computer. I don't think there are too many of these out in the wild, and this box is pristine. Yeah, turns your television master component into an entertainment computer system. Right? Uh, computer adapter with built-in basic additional 2K of RAM and 12K of ROM and three more sound channels. 49-key computer keyboard. Wow. This would have been, this would have been the predecessor to like the uh, Atom computer for the um, uh, ColecoVision. You know? I don't know what the basic would have been like. If it would have been a Microsoft Basic or a uh, Star Fox, right? Was that Star Fox Look at this. This is cute. The kids dressed up as Mario and Luigi. Yeah, there was there was a bit of cosplay a bit there. Of cosplay a few people there, right? were dressed up. Yeah, and they're playing. Uh... Okay, Atari Video Pinball. I bet you they're young and spry enough to get to level two. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what is this? Okay, this looks like an old Pong system, huh? I remember that. Yeah. A lot more cartridges. Sega Genesis. Other. Not the first version, because the first version had Altered Beasts. So that's the Sonic pack-in. Oh, they want $100 for that Saturn. Wow. $60. There's there there's an Atari clone right there with that yellow post-it note. That's the Gemini, a, or? yeah, it's a, a Gemini. It was made by Coleco. Yeah. You know, since they went ahead and made the uh, adapter for the Coleco Vision to play the twenty six hundred games, which was really just a uh, uh, an external twenty six hundred clone, since it was all off the shelf components, and they made one of the they made a they made a standalone unit also. And funny story, right above it in the box is an Atari Flashback Two, which I went back later and purchased. Okay, for twelve dollars, oh. uh, it was like eighteen dollars. Well, it was eighteen dollars, and this was the same fellow. I don't know if I got it on video, but I, I found two Coco ROM packs on his table. It mm. might have been later that I spotted them. He had color baseball and football, and I ended up buying color baseball in the flashback and uh, for like twenty bucks. Now, is the flashback too the one that actually had the physical cartridge slot in it too? Because there was one version that did. It can be added. It this this is the only one that's an Atari on a chip, so you can add a cartridge slot. Okay. So that's kind of one of my projects. If I ever get to it, I'd like to add the cartridge slot to it. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm not sure if I got the. I think I may have spotted that after I shot the video. There's Zaxxon, the official Zaxxon. Look like twenty six hundred cartridges, right? The official yep. Zaxxon, eight Dallas. And I was wearing my Coco Talk T shirt, and the fellow that had the uh, flashback actually, like, oh, I've been to your website. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You want your money back? <laughs> <laughs> Ultra Pong by Atari, huh? Ultra Pong. When Ultra Pong, yeah, doubles. Console, Atari 7800, huh? Look at this. This is Atari uh, toilet paper, huh? This looks like a right. <laughs> color printer. Ah. Powder. So. Cool. Changes the color. 
kind of like the bargain bin here I was looking at, I think, at this point. And I don't know that. That was later. Yeah, pretty big size event. Yeah, I'd probably do it again next year, although I, I'm i almost tempted to, you know, uh, set up a cocoa table, but... Uh, it's like it's like fifty dollars for a table got for Xbox this event. One there. How vintage is Xbox One? <laughs> as vintage as you can sell it for, yeah, I guess. It did, it did well, that a GameCube too. So. Yeah. That's pushing the boundaries, I think. But it's, I don't it's know what is it? Red Ring of Death? Maybe it's uh, one of the rare ones that's still working. Cold <laughs> is retro. Okay, twenty six hundred. Oh, Odyssey! Is that the first Odyssey? The Odyssey one, with the overlays that went on your TV screen. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Yeah, from nineteen seventy two, I think, way before the VCS. Now, why yeah. are these so expensive? This because Star Wars the arcade game. What console is that? Are these uh, like uh, aftermarket games, like New Bruce, Home Bruce? Mm. I'm not certain. I just thought it was odd. Like the like this minor 2049er and a Tiger Vision. Never mind. That's uh... yeah, pretty big event, man. Yeah, there's a, a girl in a princess dress. A little bit more cosplay there. Albums. The guy there was that vinyl. Yeah. Nine. At least nine pieces nine. of vinyl. Nine pieces of vinyl. Nine. Nine, 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 <laughs> nine, 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 Yeah, there was a power yeah. cord speed bump there. <laughs> More arcade stuff. Multicade. Cleveland's largest tech Super Bowl tournament. So it was all in one room, though, right? So we're, we're, uh, yeah, a, we're basically yeah, looking at the event, right? Yeah, it's a whole, it's a like an indoor soccer. So field, it's so. kind of like this is kind of like the exhibitor half of Coco Fest, but just bigger with a lot more people, right? Whereas Coco Fest had the exhibitor hall, and then there was like the presentation hall. Were there any presentations or speaking engagements here, or is it just kind of like this this flea market? Just kind of like the show there, um, the flea market. Uh, yeah. They did have a prize drawing earlier, yeah. which was quite loud and hard. The PA system wasn't the best in there. Oh, there's Tom. Tom again. Yeah. And uh, eating some of his own candy there. Nothing wrong with that, right? My favorite booth. I had to come back. There was candy. Yeah. Load runner. Can hear all those shooting sounds in the background there. Cool, man. Yeah. Looks like a damn yeah, good event. Yeah, and this it, was during a heat wave, too. So it was it was air-conditioned, but it was um, it was quite was, warm. Was this a two-day event, like a Saturday and Sunday, or was it a one-day event? Just a one-day event. Uh, it, when I got there, there was uh, I had to make my own parking spot. It was, it was really packed. Hmm. Just kind of skipped ahead just a little bit here. Um, yeah. Okay. I think we're uh, 
just kind of going back out into the test area, and I just kind of ended where I started on the uh, okay. on that uh, cool. oh. luggable. Very, very cool. That was neat, Jason. Yeah, yeah. So that was, unfortunately, you were there live when we had the 8-bit guy on, so you kind of got bumped. For and my, a, for, my phone battery wasn't going to take yeah. it much longer. I mean, for a lesser-known internet celebrity, he's no Coco Man. But um, you still got bumped nonetheless. Now we have. How many switcheroos does he have? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Mikey, are you there? Thanks, Jason. That was awesome. Yes, I'm here. I'm digging through a box. What is this? A box of cables. A box of cables. Live coverage of a box of cables. I'm trying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, This is one. This is one of the uh, uh, sales rooms. I have not been in this one before. So it uh, looks like there's a lot of interesting stuff in here. Okay. Like so, uh, Apple IIc, Mac Plus, uh, Apple IIe, some other stuff, other stuff. I don't even know what's in here yet. This is a brand new room to me. Okay. And this is a little different than what Cocoa Fest does. Where Cocoa Fest doesn't have an auction. This is a consignment room where if people want to sell stuff, they leave it in the room. Somebody will buy it and, and the, the event will take a commission and you get the rest, right? Something like that? Yes, exactly. All right, so that's kind of still how they get some money from these sales, but you don't sell anything in the exhibit area. There's no real vendors at a at a VCF, right? You're out there. Oh, look, what's that? What's look, that? Look what I found! Hey, what is that crap? So cable. And oh, the and Wallaby cable. Crikey! <laughs> There's actually some cocoa stuff here. Yeah, that's. There was some more earlier, but it looks like it's, it, oh, it's, wow. it's gone now. now. What do they want for that Apple system with floppy? Go back. What's that going for? Which one? Right there. Right this one here? Yeah, green screen. Uh, it says uh, Apple IIe enhanced uh, 128K with a disk controller 300. With the monitor? Yeah. That's not bad. With the Apple III monitor. That's not bad. Really? Well, you I mean, shouldn't it's... say that. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. You shouldn't say that because I'm thinking about it. Okay. Oh, no, that's that's terrible. It's, that's way, it's way too expensive. <laughs> they should be ashamed of themselves. Well, at least you don't have to have it shipped. <laughs> All right. Right, but uh, I probably can't take it home. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Nice. Might might have an issue with Mrs. Mikey. <laughs> so, Mikey, how many? How much for that power strip there? down there? How much do they want for that power strip? <laughs> <laughs> For that carpet and rare, what are these chips here? It's a miscellaneous chip bag, it's the mystery chip. Uh, (laughs) looks like that one sour cream and onions. (laughs) So, no, so Mikey, is there more than one of these sales rooms, or is it just one? Yes, there's there's another one over here. I bought uh, bought something from the uh, other room. Let me make my way over here. So, I bought something from uh, from uh, this room before. So here That's where is... you got your IBM keyboard? Yeah. These look like uh, Atari or Commodore drives? I can't tell. It's Amiga. Amiga, okay. So, yeah, so is it a 1581 or something? I don't know. Is that still run by, powered by 6502 just... and serial interface? Or... <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Right. It just says external, external normal floppy. drive. Another, that's a and PS2 keyboard. keyboard. Yeah, uh, is it a Keytronic? Yes, it is. An actual Keytronic. Uh, I don't like the um, the enter key in this shape. Mm. 
I have one of those. It's brand new. I got it from uh, Halted when they closed. Okay, this is a what brand monitor? PC Junior. Ah, is it color? Color display. Yep. What yep. is what yeah. is is it like a CGA connection? It's got like the little uh... no. PC Junior has this connector. Oh, okay. So it's uh... yeah, because it's got the color Tandy mode, PC same Jr. as the Tandy One Thousand, mm. right? But I think uh, internally, uh, it is uh, basically a CGA monitor. Okay. For all intents and purposes. So. Okay. What's this thing? So in the main in the main uh, in the main floor area, nobody's selling anything. There's not like a Jim Brain out there selling parts, right? There's nobody. There's no vendor, right. so to speak, at a VCF. That's why the badge actually says exhibitor. So everybody's just showing off a computer, not necessarily products. Here's a seventy-five dollar box, fifteen forty-one. If anybody wants one, that's a single the, floppy disk. Yeah. Um, For Commodore. Let me turn it around here. Oh. Well, I need to turn. I need to turn it around. Whatever. Sorry. You know, it's still it's still upside down, but you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. This is this, that's a fifteen forty one. We fixed out. So the the unbox fifteen forty ones are now that one is seventy five and whoops, that one is seventy five and these are fifty. Okay, I'm getting so, I'm getting vertigo and not and now you're still upside down, Mikey. We're looking at the floor. Oh, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, Mac Classic, <sighs> PC like Tower, RPC Pack, yeah, yeah, or yep. one of the clones, maybe. What is this? Pray tell down here, black CRT. Is that a Next or something? It is. That's a Next. Wow, that looks pretty cool. Actually, you guys are close enough. It might be from Pixar if you're lucky. I don't know. Want me to look? Want me to flip it over? Sure. If it's Pixar, you might have some early drafts of Toy Story on there or something. <laughs> oh, I got it. Uh, I don't see any no asset uh, tag or anything. Huh? Any okay. asset tag or anything on here? So. Now, if it had a New York Times asset tag on there, it'd be worth at least three hundred dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> For it's years. Lad time. Floppy Central. Yeah, David Lad. David. You're missing out, man. That's pretty much it. David Lad. This room. Uh, Yay. Cool. I'm going to walk over to the uh, back to the uh, back to the other room. So how's the, how's the traffic been uh, out in the main hall there since we were off doing other things? Uh, it sort of uh, it sort of went down a little bit during lunchtime. Uh, there wasn't uh, wasn't really that much activity, but um, I think uh, right now it's starting to pick back up. So, also, what, 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 where are the speakers? Is that in a fourth room somewhere? Or? No, the, uh, if I go into the, the door that I'm walking up to here is the main uh, exhibit room. And if I just come in here, they have the stage uh, in the back. Oh, okay. So the entire so, show floor can see the uh, speakers. Right. And there's only one show floor as far as exhibits with computer systems, right? That's packed. Okay. And it's pretty that damn good packed. size, though. Yeah. Um, those uh, sales areas are uh, uh, down the hall. Yeah. So. That's a pretty good arrangement, right? So you basically have all of your exhibits in one room. Um, speaking is still taking place there. And if you want to 
buy some stuff, you can just go in another room. So it's kind of compartmentalized, right? So the show floor, there's some sales areas. That's a pretty good setup. Yes. Risky business. Are there B boxes there? <laughs> Spark laptops. Wow. Did we see? Yeah, we lost Mikey. Mikey, you still there? He's back. Did we see the Monster 6502 earlier? No. No. So basically, uh, basically what this is, is uh, this board contains uh, a 6502 CPU, which is made out of individual transistors. Okay. That's why it's so large. So you know the microchip has thousands of transistors on it. Right. Well, if you actually use the, you know, not the microchip version, but if you buy the, like, these are surface mount transistors. If you buy all the individual transistors and make a circuit board, that's how big it's going to be. Interesting. And it's actually... It's actually slow, a lot slower because it takes longer for the electrons to go from one place to another. Right. So, that, so you have an advantage of, um, of, it, of you know, being on a chip and having things uh, clo closer together. Right. Because the speed of light is not free. Right. So, so in, in, There's your in, physics lesson in, for so today. In, sum in a summary, there is a way to make the 6502 <laughs> even less efficient. <laughs> Let's make it bigger. <laughs> right. Uh, you can't be beautiful if you can't be optimized. You can be big. <laughs> just, just, just to make a comment. This guy in this guy in the the white t-shirt is, uh, I think, it, uh, Leonard uh, Tramiel, who is a relative uh, of uh, the guy who owned Commodore. Jack. Yeah, yeah. Jack Trim. Jack Trim. Yeah, the guy who started uh, Commodore or Apple. Which one was it? Well, he was at Atari and at, uh, yep. depending on when you're, what time span. Started okay. Commodore and then went to Atari. We're back at Unix Row. That's not that interesting. <laughs> yeah, it when, is to me, but yeah, I'm, was, waiting, I'm anxiously waiting for this podcast to end so I can actually talk to these people. Well, you <laughs> then end it. Uh, we're, we're about ready to oh, wrap up right. the show anyways, but we appreciate you. And it's, it's kind of good that we're close out with this, too. We were, we so were wrapping up. Tim to say hi before we go off the air. Yeah, it'd be nice to hear from Tim and Mark Overholzer since we haven't really got a chance to speak to them. Oh, okay. Uh, I can, um, I can uh, stick this. Uh, I can stick this um, in their face and yeah, they can talk gonna, to I was going to say, just don't yep. say where the sun don't shine. So. Um. <laughs> well, that might jar them awake. Who knows? <laughs> well, he's in California. The sun's always shining there, right? So, um. all right. You want? Uh, Tim is unfortunately a little bit not feeling that well. Okay, so uh, hear that. Just, I'm not gonna. Hey, I'm Tim. not gonna bother Tim that much. They they really they really want to talk to you. Coco talk. Ask him, okay. if he's play, ask him if he's playing Daggerath. They want to know if they want to know if you're playing Daggerath. If you're playing Daggerath, like an idiot in that book. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's playing tons of Daggerath, like an idiot in the book. So, uh, Mark, Mark is currently uh, demoing. Okay. But, uh, but uh, you you want to uh, you want to talk to them? 
Yeah, it's because we're wrapping up the show. Hello, hello, Mission Control. Hey, Mark D. Hey, Mark. Hey, what's up? Hey, can you see us okay with those visors? (laughs) (laughs) We're good. (laughs) Hey, thanks for putting us together and doing this, Mark. We didn't get a chance to talk to you all day today, but you having fun? No problem. Mikey and I have just been having a good time. We talked about this last year saying, you know, we really need to do something for the cocoa. Yeah. And here we are. And you've done and how, bu- how busy has the booth been since you've probably been at the booth more than... Uh, I think it's way busier than last year. We have been busier? Oh, yeah. We've talked to 100 people, 200 people. Wow. wow. It's been a lot. That's here, awesome. This is what it looks like right now. Yeah. This is the Cocoa Corner. There's a lot of people here. This is great. Yeah, this is exciting, honestly, to have all these people that probably weren't that familiar with the system or weren't familiar with how many modern things we have for it now to see that. Yeah, there's seven here right now. Mark, Mark, I was going to ask, like, from your talking to the 100 people or so that have been there, how many are former co-owners that are familiar with the platform and how many don't really know Um, much? I've talked to probably about a half a dozen, nine, ten, just myself. So, or people are people familiar with at least remember it, so. But I was just talking to a guy here a moment ago, and uh, Mikey came up, who had a he had a Cocoa Three back in the day, in the disc drive. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, t- we get, well, we get some of them back into the community. Oh yeah, we're working on it. Recruit them. It's like uh, we've been we've been promoting Cocoa Talk and uh, the TRS eighty Color Computer Group and, great. and all the products we have on display here. Just yeah. remember, if, if you get if you get somebody to join, you get a toaster. So uh, keep keep working oh, okay. at it. So. <laughs> and it, they said we could offer free toaster if we get him to join Coco Talk. Right, so, uh, <laughs> and has there been many complaints about how slow the boot up of ease of use is because of all the darn fonts I load? <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of people come in on that too. Remembered OS nine and going, oh yeah, this is nice. Neat, 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 neat. Well, thanks for thanks for you guys all doing this, man. This is really cool. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for uh, helping us out tomorrow, here too. Right? You guys gonna be there tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we will. All right, so let's let's chat in Discord, and maybe I don't know if anybody's available to stream tomorrow. If we want to do a second uh, second showing, I, I have family commitments, but I'd love to, uh, if you guys want to show off day two. If anybody's All able right. to to broadcast it, I think it'd be great. Uh, cool, Pac Man. Uh oh, we're unplugging yep. stuff. We're unplugging stuff. What's going? On? Oh, he's moving the joystick, the joystick around. I okay. Yep. I was just gonna ask: Is he gonna plug a multi pack into a multi pack with the power on? <laughs> <laughs> Cool. This is exciting, man. It's great to see this oh, much is. this much cocoa at this. This is a big event. I've had three people say, wow, I didn't know there was this much cocoa stuff going on. Or, wow, I didn't remember seeing this last year. It's like, we didn't do this last year. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Yeah, much. Much appreciated. I guess back to Mikey. All right. Yeah, or we can say a final log off with uh, Rob if he's available. And Paul Shoemaker just joined us at the tail end of the show. Hey, Paul. Uh, Mikey, he likes it. He likes it. Yay. Hey, how, how far? I'm, I haven't been on camera at all. Ah, there you are. Hey, Mikey, yep. how far away is this from your house? Uh, well, uh, we had uh, one demo sale. I'll tell you the whole, the, I'll answer your question at the end of the story. Okay. Uh, Raspberry Pi was our only demo sale, so... At 9.50, I got in the car, drove home, and got there at 10.20, and then got back here at uh, 10.40. So 
about twenty minutes. Wow. With no traffic. Wow. Very cool. Very so, very cool. It's very I had convenient. To get the backup Raspberry Pi. Yeah, yeah, that's how I was able to, uh, you know, since almost all of the hardware that's there is uh, mine. Uh, well, all of it is. That's pretty much how I pulled that off. I basically emptied out my, you know, uh, I guess it's about a ten by ten, you know, office room. It's basically empty now. There's nothing in it. Have a party in there. Cool. Cool. Hey, Paul, can you hear us? Paul Shoemaker? Yeah, hi, guys. Hey. I think I uh, missed the whole thing, didn't I? You did, but you'll be able to watch it on replay. So. That's what I'll do. <laughs> and you can demonstrate your new keyboard for us, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right back there. Yeah, and your game was showed off, too. At, uh, there was a little flyer for it at uh, VCF West. Oh, cool. Yeah. Maybe somebody will buy one. You never know. Yeah. Ooh. We need to put on a speed racer. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, because there's pole, pos pole position on the Atari 400 there. Right. Speed racer is an awesome, awesome clone of this game. Yeah, so, or so. you could say this game is an awesome clone of speed racer, depending on how you look <laughs> at it, right? So. Or you could put on Grand Prix and say, can you steer around a corner this fast? <laughs> <laughs> Morocco. Uh, cool, cool. John Lowry just joined us. Hey, John. There's our hey. Apple One again. John, John, Hi. are you drooling? Uh, yeah, see well, those are. On here? I'm sorry? Apple. Do you see what I have on here? It says Apple One serial number 101. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you better hide that because I, I want to steal it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything here is legit. There's no uh, reproductions, right? These are all. That's crazy. Yeah. That's well, I, I've seen some of those sell for like upwards of a million dollars. It's insane. Want to see more? <laughs> there's like, there's like ten of them. There's ten of them here. Jeez, oh, peace. That's just crazy. Ten million dollars? That'd be a worthwhile theft, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> there's two. This one is signed by Waz. Wow. We'll try We'll drop Stevie in on some wires. Yeah. Full of Tom Cruise. This is undropped. So uh, I have a card for this. Preserving the history of all Apple One computer. Where's the S? So there's 70 Apple Ones in the Apple One registry. Okay. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. I could retire on, on just one of those. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Mm. yep. This one looks a little bit incomplete. What do you guys think? Is that a, uh, it's a an original? It, it's a complete board, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't have chips in it. Oh, it's it's missing. Oh, right. yeah. And John, were you on earlier when we found out the one Apple one there is actually Andy Rubin's original? Uh, no, I didn't realize that. I, I was, you know, in and out because I was at work, and I, I have the video up, but I can't pay attention. Right, right near the beginning, we were talking to somebody that runs a restaurant in Silicon Valley, and I guess he mentioned Andy Rubin, the guy who created Android, lent him the Apple One for the show. His mm. own one. Wow. How cool wow. is that? That's insane. What are those big-ass blue things? Are those capacitors? Yeah. Yes, they are. I mean, yep. the, the, the power supply, there's... There's the transformer section, and then those are the those are the capacitors and the power transistor. Christ. Yeah, you the had original. to build your own. You had to build your own, uh, uh, 
you know, the, the power supply. Build your own power supply. Yeah. Note the two fans just yeah, behind two it. Fans blowing out. Yeah, yeah, the two the two fans are keeping it cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the first Apple computer didn't come with a power supply, uh, Board, uh, RF modulator, <laughs> case, uh, keyboard. That, that was all separate. <laughs> Those were add-ons you had to go find for yourself. They didn't sell that stuff. And wasn't it the very first time they put it on sale was $666.66, and some people thought that was satanic? That is what I heard. Yeah. yeah. So, but it, it was because uh, uh, Waz it was, is kind of freaky about repeating digits. That's where that came from. Mm. And he, he didn't know. He's not religious. He doesn't know so, about the side of the It looks like at this table, they're doing repairs. Wow. On an Apple One yet. Wow. This That's one cool. is, is undergoing repair right now, it seems like. Wow, that's, awesome. that's pretty cool. I'd be scared to try to repair something that's worth a million bucks. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, so here's a question: If you had to replace one of those components because they were bad with a newer component, does that uh, decrease the value of it because it's not having the original actual chips? Mm, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't think too much though because it's still pretty. Mu- it's still an original board. Yeah, and I have seen, like, in the auction houses, the ones that are functioning Apple ones, because quite a few of them are dead for whatever reason, have mm-hmm. been going for a lot more than the ones that are just the board that doesn't work. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's Interesting. absolutely crazy. Yeah. Great show. Great show. Oh, I'd love to be there. Yeah. Yeah. John, you would, uh, you would like this, too. Yeah, the Pippin. Oh, the Pippin, yeah. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> Apple's uh, I think one and only. Oh, uh, their game console. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of like RPC a game console, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, I believe it was developed by a different company. But Apple, the, the company that developed it, didn't manufacture the units. They just had a standard, and there were other manufacturers out there. Apple was one of them. Yeah, it was a Japanese company, wasn't it? If I remember correctly, it was a PowerPC based system. Yeah. Yeah. Came out in what ninety five or four yeah, three or yeah. something there. somewhere in there yeah it was before the iMac started I know that yeah the iMac was like ninety nine or something like ninety eight I think was the first yeah, it was the a pet oh uh, yep. well it's playing video the pet that's the later pet without the uh, cassette built in and that chicken okay. keyboard okay but yeah. it says model eight zero three two is that still a pet I'm not sure I. Can't yeah, remember that's pretty cool that it's playing. It's just, it's a pat, playing pat. Anzi it's, video. Look at that playing video. Yeah. In fact, I think the Commodore sixty four. It's Star Wars. It's, it looks like Star Wars. It is Star Wars. It's Star Wars in text. Yeah. Yeah. Get a close no, up on like, that. Look like Tron. Oh, oh, this one's playing Star Wars. Yeah, that's and that's all text. Tron yeah. Anzi video. I'll go a little farther back. Is that text or is that some type of pixelated graphics? Yeah. yeah? No, it's text. Looks yeah. like text. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. It's freaking oh, text, okay. dude. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, um what's that uh VLC media player has that capability to you can play any video and switch to to ANSI? Like yeah, a text have mode? It, yeah. Decoded wow. in the text, yeah. Wow. Mikey, you might have to play uh, the uh, video players on the Coco then tomorrow there to kind of compete with us. I'd love to see ah, a, a video player like that for the Coco. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a good demo to prepare for. We have some video players on the Coco. There's a Coco 1, 2, 1, and a Coco 3, 1, so yeah. 
with sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing a, a video uh, Alan Huffman did with uh, the one that Linville wrote for yeah. the Coco. Yeah, the Coco 3 one. And then I can't remember, was it Ed Snyder did the Coco 1 2 one? Yeah. Don't yeah, copy I... that floppy. <laughs> I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is on YouTube. It sounds <laughs> like it's, it sounds like it, uh, oh, is this the, like a public the, service the, announcement the, about yeah, pirating? Yeah, the, the vendor, vendor she's, uh, nodding her head saying there is this is on, on YouTube. Okay. Uh, presented by the Software Publishers Association. And is Do you mind it, if I turn it around? All right. He's had that on Computer Chronicles. Yeah. Don't copy yeah. that. And it was just like a bad rap song or something like that, too. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. This must be the words to the, to the thing. Yo, yo, yo. Don't copy that floppy. <laughs> <laughs> presented by the Software don't Publishers Association. Yo, dog, where's your floppy at? Yeah, I remember back then they were advertising, uh, you know, turning your buddy and all that kind of stuff. That was their thing for a while, yeah. was to just try and convince people that it's a it's a bad thing to do. Be a rat. And, but, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows that snitches get stitches, so. Here's a, here's a Twiggy. <laughs> a Twiggy drive. I played too much GTA 5. Yeah. Wow. Insane. Where exactly? Where where is this located at? Mountain View uh, Vintage Computer Festival. Mountain West View, California. Mountain right? View, California, at the Computer History Museum. Oh, Mountain View. Three yeah. D so. printed VCF floppy disk. Oh, uh, they don't. They're out. <laughs> they don't mm. have any more. They had them earlier. Ah, oh, neat. Uh, all kinds of optical media. And there's been a lot of that through the years. Yeah, I think this is. I think this display was at one of the ones that Jim Brain was at too. That that Comdex thing, the Commodore Expo, whatever it's called. But look at dude, those are actual floppy disks, right? That's not like a mock-up, right? That was a real thing and a real something at some point. Yeah. yeah. Like a twelve-inch platter. Or Crikey! Look at the size oh. of that floppy. <laughs> that's a beauty well those were right. that's not a floppy let's poke <laughs> it with a stick <laughs> it, looks, it looks like there's a, a big crowd back home and in uh, color computer land let's see how they're doing and maybe uh yeah maybe get a few of them on the show just to say hi and see what they think yeah get, yeah get get some feedback from the public Who's uh who's operating our our shaking cam? Uh, the problem is uh, we don't have uh we would have to uh, do a microphone switch switcheroo. Ah, okay. I don't. Uh, we hey, didn't, switcheroo. We didn't that's that that's that's product placement right there. So I could just take the headset that. off, I guess, and hand it around, but you won't be able to hear us. Yeah, then. I could do that. I guess. Uh, not that many people, but they're both uh, they're both demoing. So that's great. I mean, Tim Lindner's. You can't get a better authority on the cocoa to talk about the cocoa. So. Or at least Daggereth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why does this, I'm playing why does this Cocoa Pie keep keep uh, quitting? I think oh, it's yeah. a, is it just in the it, uh, just put it, just put it on uh, on the track mode. And you just hit enter. No. Yeah, dragon. Whose dragon is that? Is yeah. that yours too, Mikey? No, uh, I I didn't I didn't I didn't bring mine. Huh? Yeah. 
sorry, I'm talking. And that's Ron Delvo's uh, artwork there on the cocoa pie. Yep. FD five oh two. Oh, that's fun. The game it ran was FD five oh two. How about crossword? Oh, because it's a ROM. It's just cycling through ROMs. That's why. Exactly. Yeah, crosswords. How many players? Okay, anyway, you get the idea. Yeah. Now what is uh what's Rob doing back there? Is he holding doing an auction now? Like he's holding something up. <laughs> Hi, I'd like to talk to you about the cocoa. Can I give you this pamphlet? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have cocoa in your life? Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We rob tomorrow with this Harry Krishna. Yeah, you know. right. Oh, this is great. <laughs> uh, that looks like a slightly more modern game there that the guy's playing. I don't know what he's doing there. Some kind of Dreamcast box. Okay. Good, Looks like Prince of Persia or something like that. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Neat. Anyway. Cool. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've done enough show coverage for for one show, but uh, hopefully we can get some more going tomorrow. If nothing else, maybe somebody can just record the Zoom call and we can just play it back later, uh, or just yeah. even just record it on your phones. Um, and see if we can get some recordings talking to the people too. So see if we can kind of get their reactions. Yeah, that would be interesting. Very, very Yeah, very our, cool. our both worked out so well. It's great. Y- yeah, I mean, you definitely could have done three tables, but you got a lot crammed into two. And there's, there's a lot of offerings here, you know, a lot of different uh, cocoa diversity here. Yep. You got hardware emulation, software emulation, multiple systems, a mon- bunch of upgrades, a variety of upgrades and add ons. Um, yeah, I can't All think. All three guys are busy. Yeah. So. Yeah, the yes, only change I would have made was I would have ran G Shell in the eighty column mode, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> really? The L I mean, in, really. Yeah, the L in L Curtis Boyle stands for loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, Good sailor man. Sailor man. Yeah, it's a great it's a great Don't thing to have sound. in that track mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at crikey! Look at that trash can. <laughs> crikey! <laughs> trash, trash, can. trash can. Come over here. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right. All right. Well, thanks for sharing, Mikey. We appreciate it. And thanks for yeah, setting us awesome. up and bringing yeah, absolutely bringing yeah. your personal collection to the museum. Yeah. No problem. I, you know. uh, the fun fun thing about this is that uh, I was concerned about what we're going to run on the computers, and Rob was concerned about that the stuff was actually going to show up. I, it just took me a day or two to pack up all the stuff. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Very cool. Well, thanks for doing it, man. Sure. No problem. You're definitely going to get a toaster out of this. So um, I'm going to get a Cocoa Talk. Branded toaster. Cocoa Talk branded toaster. That's right for for, okay. for getting people to Good. join. So, <laughs> hey, there's Tim <laughs> playing Daggerath. <Thanks, Tim. laughs> what time? Oh, he's out, Tim is asking, what time is it? It is for for me right now. It is uh, almost six p.m. So I mean, it's almost three o'clock for you guys. 
Uh, yeah, almost three. Almost three o'clock. Yeah. He was really asking the time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's why we need real time clocks. Ah, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, now wait a minute. I've got one on. I've got one on here. How do I? Op- how do I open a terminal here? Eight dash T or something like that. Oh, is it pu- is it pulling it from your uh, Pi wire? Yes. Oh uh, no. Uh, Coco Three FPJ has ah, a real time clock. clock on it. It's oh, a yeah. hardware based clock. Eight dash T should give you the date and time. Yeah. That close? Yep. Very cool. Real time right. clock. And uh, maybe we can close out with uh, this one. Here it is, guys. The Gimme X. Ooh. Oh. They're demoing it. It's up and running enough to demo. Uh, yeah. So this is actually a uh, development development unit. So. Uh, it uses the same uh, cable setup as um, where Coco is it? VGA. There you go, Coco VGA. So it has a little board with the two buttons on it. Okay. And then because uh, they have dual monitor set up, that cable goes into the splitter and then into the two monitors, and that's what you get. Give me X. That is neat. Awesome. That means he must be getting close if he's got it, you know, operational to a degree. Well, we, you know, we. We asked. We asked nicely, and they said, "Sure, we can, we can do that." So there's not really that much to a demo on it yet. Okay. So uh, I did get some instructions from uh, uh, Gary Becker on how to use the which modes do what and whatever. But you know, a week before the fast, it was just uh, showed up two weeks before or one week before. I don't remember. Um, I didn't really have time to do anything with it. So, I mean, the fact that it's outputting VGA alone is still good, right? So we yeah. got Coco Three on VGA yep. out of the box, you know. So, and all the goodies will come later. Yep, yeah. all the goodies will come later. So, that's awesome. Okay, back to uh, Robbie. Man, all right, all right, great job, guys. Great, great job. All right, so we're gonna put a fork in the show. Uh, good show, VCF West. Lots of great coverage. Um, it's great to see not only all that other tech, but it's especially great to see the Coco have such a great showing. Man, these guys did an incredible job setting up these tables and all the stuff. So between the hardware and the and the marketing and the you know the little flyers and stuff, man, you couldn't ask for a better better layout. You know, um, awesome, awesome, awesome. I don't even know what else to say, man. This is great. Any party? That looks like a great show. I wish, I wish it was uh, my only regret is that the, until I retire anyway, it's at the wrong time of year for me to ever make it down there. Yeah, yeah. Good work, well, you but... got all that podcast news anchor money, don't you? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I, I have high standards of living. So, uh, know, old, old guy like you, you got what, another week or so until you retire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just got to give me one of those Apple Ones and then I can retire. That's what. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Ron, Ron Delvo is saying goodbye from Facebook. Sorry, thanks for being here, Ron. Sorry you had to drop off. Nick Morentes is still here. John Lowry has joined us. And Paul Shoemaker is here. Mark Bosley is here. Jason Reichert. Thanks for the video you took of the. Let's see. It's the classic console and arcade gaming show <laughs> in Cleveland. CC. AGS, Classic Console and Arcade Gaming Show in Cleveland. So thanks for that 
coverage there. Jason Reichard, Nick Marotta, thanks for being here. L. Curtis Boyle, thanks for covering the news. Nick Marenti. Actually, do you want to sneak in a quick sneak peek at uh, Paul's uh, new keyboard before we log uh, off? That's up to Paul. Does Paul want to show us his new keyboard? I want to hear what it sounds like. I haven't actually heard when Ed's being typed on. That's what I want to hear. Uh, I don't think my cord's long enough. Does Jason live in the Cleveland area? Jason lives in... Uh, I'm about about, about two hours away. I'm closer to Pittsburgh. Hmm. Oh, I see. I don't don't think my cord's quite long enough. But I'm going to put the microphone next to it, and you guys can hear me type on it, okay? (laughs) 5150 or, or whatever the... There we go. Turn up your headphones, ladies and gentlemen. No, couldn't hear it there. Couldn't, couldn't hear it couldn't that hear good. It. It's actually not very loud. So, oh, okay. it's, honestly, it, I, I don't think it's... I honestly think it's, it's a not like the old IBM keyboard. keyboard that we're talking about, like the really loud one that Mark always uses on the show. <laughs> no, yeah, and, it's, and, it's and, not and a I have like a, keyboard. I have like a... Uh, we lost your audio. We lost, lost your audio. audio. Sorry, I have a gaming PC right here with you know real real clicky keys, and it's it's much louder than that one. Yeah. So honestly, I think it's a little bit quieter than the regular keyboard. Okay. Oh, the regular cool. keyboard. Even. So yeah, we're not buying it for the noise it makes. It's more no. about the feel of it, and it feels good. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's it it feels much better than the regular keyboard, and I don't think the regular keyboard is that bad, but but it it you can definitely tell a difference. It's a uh, it's the Cadillac of Cocoa keyboards for sure. Okay. Cool. And I know Nick, Nick Morendi's was worried about it being too loud because he doesn't like the yeah, clacky. But that was fine, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what color scheme you chose, though. Yeah. Let's, okay, how about we have, let's break out into a host discussion right now and discuss our favorite keyboard <laughs> color combinations. <laughs> what, three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I got mine with the, with I like the blue. The blue arrows myself. Yeah, the blue arrows. If you can kind of see over my shoulder, you can see the blue keys there. I just thought the blue arrows looked really cool. I, I'm What's waiting a- for Ed to bring out the plaid ones. <laughs> this one goes what is, to, what is uh, Ed selling those for? It's uh, I think it's one hundred and thirty dollars out the door. I think it's one twenty for the keyboard and like ten dollars for shipping. At least that's that that's was their bad. shipping cost for me. It's not bad at all. No. That's a great price for that. Yeah, that's all original parts. It's not like it's uh, it's brand new key caps. It's all brand new sweets key switches. So it's literally a physically brand new keyboard. And so yeah. The, yeah. the parts and the time we saw the video of him having to do the laser engraving. So this is time consuming. So he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's lost any labor. There's no, there's no labor uh, profit in this. You know what I mean? The amount of time is spent to make this. Uh, it's covering cost of materials. Uh, you know, the, he's probably got hours and hours and hours of labor. Even at a penny per hour, it's still yeah. not adding up to the $120 price tag for this thing. So I agree. Uh, I agree. The amount of time and attention to detail that he's put into it is amazing. Yeah. And then- He'll even customize the red brake key. You know, if you guys had seen a little bit of the of the discussion yeah. on Facebook, like mine's blank because I know what it does and I didn't want it to say anything. But other people have gotten little symbols or whatever you want. Yeah, Cylon's head and yeah. Cylon's head, right? Is there a tandy yeah. symbol we can put on there? Like a oh, geez. sure. There's or that like weird, the, like the R logo. for the Radio Shack or something. You know? Uh, yeah, that'd be all right too. Yeah, or the tandy. Uh, Hourglass the Tandy Hourglass or something with the TC for Tandy Corporation. Oh, no, Nick's trash can. Nick's trash can. <laughs> <laughs> I class up the joint there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <crikey>. <laughs> 
Crikey, hit the trash button on this. <laughs> Might be some copyright issues going on there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nick's going to sue me. <laughs> That's my trash can. You do Calvin peeing on the Apple or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that would be funny. An Apple logo or a Commodore logo or anything, Atari logo on there. Just the uh, options are limitless. Let's discuss what our favorite symbol to have on our break key is. That's a 45 minute right, discussion. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to put a fork in this one. You guys know that you have been experiencing an episode of Coco Talk, right? And you can visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. I'm going to skip the closing credits because. We're already coming up on four hours, right? Our Wait, I call my doctor. Hold on. Yeah. Call, call, call my doctor. Call my doctor. Yeah, we're coming up on four-hour Coco Talk show. So, um, or yeah. Anyways, great show, guys. Thank you, Jason Reichard, for your uh, video segment. Yes. And thank you uh, to all our guys at VCF West, Michael Furman, Rob Inman, Mark D. Overholzer, and Tim Lindner playing Daggerath. Um, and for everybody who's been on the panel today and for everybody who's been in the live audience, we've had a very lively live audience today. We've had people on Facebook. We've had all over the place. So Nick Morota has been here. Mark B. Explore VR. Terry Steggy was here. Tom C. Professor Flippo. Paul Fiscarelli was been here. Um, Mr. James Diffendaffer. Alexander Wallace from Mexico has been here. Mike DiLorenzo from VCF uh, Federation has been here. Nimble has been here. Lloyd Thompson says hello, Stevie. And uh, Nick Morota. D. Bruce Moore was here. Paul Fiscarelli. Grant Leedy was here trying to troll and failing miserably at it. Ben Drake's Explore VR. At Jason, least he's got a tradition for the show. Yeah. Jason Howe. Uh, you name it. Terry Steen, author of Balloon Fire and Grey Lady. Uh, Grant Leedy, uh, the, this, you know, everybody who was anybody has been here today. Thank you guys for being here. This concludes another episode of Coco Talk. To find out more about us, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. And if you want to find out more about the color computer, you can go to imacoconut.com. Parting thoughts, Nick Morota. Uh, this was a very interesting show. I, I really loved it. All right. I'd thank like you. Because I was on it. Yeah. And parting thoughts, L. Curtis Boyle. I, I, I'd love to make it to a VCF show sometime. I've been in that area multiple times, um, but I've just never been in there at the right time. And I also wanted to mention that our episode where we interviewed the 8-bit guy is past the 1,100 views mark. Wow. 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 There's no accounting for taste with those Commodore people, huh? So, uh, um, that's yeah, awesome. but how much has his viewership gone up because of us? Yeah. <laughs> or you mean down, right? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, 1100 is bad for a, for a David Murray video, I'm sure. So, um, uh, Jason Reichard, parting thoughts. Oh, video views going down. I believe that's the Coco Talk effect. The Coco Talk effect. Yes, yes, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to VCF Midwest and Tandy Assembly uh, in September. There you go. Other than that, push the button, Frank. All right. Paul Shoemaker, <laughs> parting thoughts. Uh, I'm, I'll be at Tandy Assembly as well. So hope uh, I hope a bunch of you guys can make it as, also. Excellent. Excellent. Mark Bosley, parting thoughts. Mm, great show. You know what? I was thinking, Mark, you never got a chance to share one of your favorite stories. We're not going to do it now, but I know when you're going around the panel and you're hosting the show, you're not on the panel. 
I don't think anybody asked you for that, but did you have any to share? Not that we want to hear it now, but just out of curiosity, did you have a favorite memory? I think I've forgotten it all anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, Nick Morenti's parting thoughts. Uh, yeah, good show. Uh, very enjoyable. All I right. wish I was there. Uh, absolutely. John Lowry. Is going to start done yet, Nick? <laughs> Hang on another 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, Nick, first, guys. Because level one's working, right? Level so, one. Yeah. Just waiting for Dallas 9 to finish compiling. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yeah, I'm glad I made it in here at the last minute to, to get a taste of what was going on. Uh, uh, my schedule's changing. Uh, actually, uh, got to pick my own schedule this time around, so I guess the weekend's off, and I'll be able to join for the whole show. But uh, uh, and I have a fun story to tell sometime too. So excellent, we'll to excellent. And Tim Franklin in Facebook says hello. Joe Burnett says good show, guys. Nick Marota says thanks for being here, Joe. We had uh, we had a, a small but proud showing in, in uh, Facebook as well. So Tim Fadden was here. Um, Evan, uh, Koblenz says, hello, Evan here from the Vintage Computing Federation. Antonio, uh, Jimenez was here. Chris Martin was here. Erico was here. Luciana was here. Uh, David Croker. Thanks for the VCF West coverage. Next best thing to being here. Brian Weiser stopped by. David Lafanus from the Florida Retro Club was here. Uh, Christian Turner stopped by. Uh, Mark D. Overholzer was here. Tim Franklin. Matt Witt was here. Simon Jonason stopped by. Ron Delvaux was in here. Um, and that's it. All right, guys. I have been your host your, this week, your guest host, Stevie Stroh, on behalf of all of us uh, here at Coco Talk. Have a Coco day. And bye-bye, everybody. I'm pressing the Later, button. Everyone. Pressing the button. All right. Now it's time to press the button on the audio portion. Say goodbye, audio podcast. Audio. Audio podcast. All right. And 